Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Hold on. W-F-U-C-K. No, no, every intro starts with, hey, folks, sorry about last week. But we didn't do many... I fucking ruined it. <laughs> this is a long <laughs> This is was... the, This is the John Holmes a or, and or Pete Holmes Pete of our Holmes. podcast. Yeah. Well, this one, I mean, we are all over the place. It covered, was good. Covered lots of stuff. Um, go ahead and get it out of the way. If you are a fan of good period films and you have not seen the movie Hostels. Let me ask you this. Don't listen to this, yeah, podcast. Don't listen to this podcast. Let me ask you this. Could you break it into two parts? Uh, I could, I suppose. And then we It's have, long. Yeah. I don't I worry. I do worry. I don't know. I think we just we're rock gonna, out with a cock with out. It. All right. Um, we'll keep the intro short because the episode is long. We covered lots of territory. I can't say it enough. If you haven't seen the movie Hostels and you want to, don't also, listen to if this. if you haven't seen Jurassic Park. <laughs> Maybe don't listen to this either. listen. Jurassic Park was the film of the pod, even though we didn't cover Honestly, it Honestly, I feel like... Hostels we, was the movie well, of the pod. It was, but I feel like we, we did a pretty good job of we kind did. of interweaving these two... We did. ...plot lines. We did a we lot. We covered more... Jurassic Park in this episode than like 15 yeah. Sopranos. Yeah, we did a lot. Um, Matt, we we spoke to you directly a little <laughs> bit near the end. Uh, I hope his drive to work across <laughs> Australia is three hours long. <laughs> we, uh, we, we kind of mentioned what we want to talk about a little bit near the end. We'll try and touch base with you. We want to try and get you on the pod for 23. So uh, everybody sit back, get real comfortable, relax, and enjoy episode 22 a W-F-U-C-K! Holla! Six-thirty? Yeah. So, California. <laughs> the recap. California, the recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologies for the noisy shit show of 21, but... I mean, we always apologize, but we were pretty up... Oh, uh, we should crank that guy down. Oh, um, yeah. We I were pretty wanna... up, up front about... We knew it was going to be loud. Yeah. So, how much apologies can we... We knew where we were going. We were doing an on-site. Yeah. At a, now, that being said, we are. We are sorry. It's funny. My mom called me on the way here to ask me something about my dad's birthday coming up. And she was like, listen, 21, like, do y'all, like, I don't know if I got it all. Like, because you said you're going to go to the beach. Like, yeah, that never happened. The <laughs> we, beach? Yeah, because we, we did a third segment on 21 where yeah. we said, we'll see you tomorrow from the beach. Then we did a fourth segment. <laughs> and like, yeah, we didn't make it to the beach. <laughs> and then it was up in the air as to whether or not we would do more they're, from the beach. They're lucky that you didn't respond. We found Austin's body at the beach. <laughs> Half eaten. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, no, I said, if you listen to an hour and 12 minutes, you got it all. That's yeah. you're you know, you're welcome. You know, the crazy thing for me was I was drinking uh, vodka Red Bull. I know. As you know, so classy. And I don't usually drink that. I don't, I'm not really uh, a Red Bull drinker. And then I get home and I'm reading this article I found mm-hmm. online that says that essentially vodka and Red Bull does the same thing uh, in your brain that cocaine does. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. That makes some sense. Because I was all over the place that night. There's going to be a video of me humping the floor, doing a one-arm, like, Jack Pounce push-up while I'm humping the floor. Yeah, no, yeah, you had some uh, moves out there. I had some moves. I like to steal the show at the weddings. Yeah, California was great. 
It was. I love the weather. Man, oh shit. It's... I think Patton Oswalt is the comedian that has a really great joke about, I, I don't know how to word it, so I'll just paraphrase. It's like, everybody talks about how beautiful California is. Everyone talks about how beautiful Los Angeles is. So they're not talking about the city. They're talking about the air and the sky. <laughs> He said, if you look up in Los Angeles and, like, step outside, it is gorgeous. But when you look down and see how nasty and shitty this whole yeah. city is, yeah. he said, it's not gorgeous out here. But that's funny. They're talking about the weather. But that's true of any city, just to be fair. Yeah. But like, there people are... say Atlanta's a beautiful city. And, um, and I, or let me put it this way. Like any city outside of Detroit, if you're in Detroit, please do subscribe. <laughs> there, like all the cities have their shitty parts. Yeah. Like if someone was riding through Atlanta and they were on Boulevard... You're not seeing well, the best of Atlanta. Well, especially Boulevard between Freedom Parkway and Ponds. Which is where I work, <laughs> right? But I'm just saying, it's not, where I once saw. But some parts there are are pretty. You just have to. But then again, you ride a little bit and you go into say like uh, Tuxie, like Buckhead, which we don't need to get in the socioeconomic game of it. No. But there's parts of Atlanta that are really pretty. Yeah. And yeah, and you know, we people take tours there. They go do their tours there. The only time yeah. they show up in the old Fourth Ward is to go see MLK's house. <laughs> and outside of MLK's house, you're, it's not it's not too pretty. No, not too pretty. Now I'll say this: the last day, the second to last day we were there, I said, you know what? We could go do a beach day, but that's just you know how I am. Yeah, eh. yeah. I was like, we're in LA. I I, I, I want to see it, even if it's grimy, even if it's mm. gross. I want to see it. And we did. We uh, we did a very touristy thing. We went to Pink's, the hot dog place. I saw pictures. We'll say that. We caught a good day. I think it was a Monday. Don't go there on a weekend because the line, it opens at 11. Mm. We got there at 11.30 and still waited for in line for about 30, 40 minutes. Saw some interesting stuff. I saw, you worried? Something going on? No, you keep talking. I just, I'm sorry to, to throw your story. We're getting story. technical here. I just, as I listen to these shows, I want to figure out a way to increase input volume. And the only way to really figure out how to do that is to... Stick with it while we talk. Okay. Well, we went to Pink's, um, and there, you know, I, every city has its uh, homeless, its street walkers. And we're getting a, a guest appearance, maybe. No. Leah, Leah Marie. Yeah. Where you want to come say hey, say hey on the pod? Hey pod. Okay. Well, that's all we're gonna get. That's fine. Okay. Going to the pool and on the phone. Uh, so we went to Pink's, and what I'll say about well, the point I was trying to make. Every city has their street walkers. They're, they're homeless. Yeah. I, I actually heard a good comedy bit from Brian Regan once. He's like, you can use the word bums about pretty much anything. Your, your sports team, your this and that, but you can't use it for the one thing that would be most useful for. There's a lot of bums there. Yeah, well, and, LA's famous for their tent cities right now. Right. Like that line the freeways. I saw a little bit of that when we drove to what my wife's cousin called the arts district mm -hmm. for uh, some very expensive but very amazing coffee oh yeah you went to the coffee place right yeah, yeah blue bottle yeah which i found out there's blue bottles all over there's blue bottles in new york and san francisco and on and on and on you know this is gonna be the first time in the history of this podcast that no one's in the house but you and i I know it's going to be awkwardly be awkward, quiet, quiet in the background. You're I about to get the like most unsubstantiated. <laughs> 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 Cole Cut is still here. He's never yeah, going he's anywhere. There. there, yep. There see, he on call. He's sick though. So he's yeah, he's not feeling well. But what I was saying was, the, the I found them to be colorful bums. Like is that a I'm used thing? to the, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm used to I'm used to the Atlanta homeless. They're 
they asked for food. And another story today that I'm still feeling really guilty about. We'll get to that. Uh, but th- like they were, uh, when I say colorful bums, one guy was sitting there. He, he was a uh, very tan, overly tan white guy. Flipping a coin? No, he was just sitting <laughs> in one of the pink's chairs. At quiet, cold cuts. And uh, he was sitting there, had long, greasy hair, and he was just talking to himself. Not unusual. And then all of a sudden, he was just like, ha! <laughs> and of course, all the tourists are like, oh, God, honey, yeah. what do we do? Just stare away from Don't look at him. And you're Meanwhile, thinking yourself, I'm staring I'm at like, him. I'm like, I'm going to give that guy a dollar. <laughs> so then he starts screaming obscenities. There was one guy, and it was right in front of me, and I don't, I'm not mean. I'm not trying to sound mean, but he was particularly rank. Mm. And he was carrying his, his, uh, his comforter. Yeah. You know? And one of the, I don't know if this guy was a do-gooder trying to stay in line. Hold on, people. Legion, come. Hey, Trump. The one time I just said we're going to have a, a nice... Chill. Nice house that's quiet. Down. There's no car thieves. You're good. You're good. Down. Yeah, I had a thought when oh. we saw a tent city out there. Hold on one second, though. Let me get this out, because I'll lose it. Okay. We've had some drinks. The guy, <laughs> so one of these do-gooders come, comes from the back of the <laughs> line... Mm. It's like, I'm going to pay for your... Like, he makes a big show of it. Again, help the homeless. I'm yeah. all about that. Taking blankets. I, I do that all the time. He's but, trying to get a blowjob. Well, <laughs> Not from the homeless guy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> from, the, from his, like, second date. Yeah. Well, he he walks down and says, I'm going to get your food. So when he gets down there, again, he had to walk all the way from the back. So when the guy, this guy gets to the line, he's like, he's going to get a hot dog. What do you want? What do you want? He's making a big show. What do you want? You want, you want peppers? You want onions? No onions, no onions. You want you you want relish? He wants relish. Yeah, he wants relish. Was this puppy, pussy bumping zero? He, he was definitely from New York. This guy was not a native. <laughs> All right. And he goes like, "Where I come from, we feed the fucking and homeless." Then, yeah. And he goes, he didn't even get the guy. Get him an orange Fanta. They had all the drinks. He could have had Sprite. Could have had Coca Cola, Diet Coke, whatever. He's getting him an orange Fanta. He's I'm paying for it, but I'm, but charge me. I'm in the back of the line. So just let him go, and I'll and I'll go to the back of the line. So I'm thinking, and everybody's like, oh, oh, like oohing and on over this yeah. guy. Sure enough, the homeless dude pulls out a 10, pays for it himself, and walks away. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. Well, Legion. The, the, the income scale is different here. Whereas a homeless person in Atlanta has zero dollars, a homeless person in Los Angeles, that's, that's <laughs> 10. That's the equivalent. It was just amazing because the guy, like, he sat there and listened to this dude make a big show out for, like, 40 people in line at a hot dog place. Yeah. And then he was, like, put a tin across the table, took his, didn't want the Arch Fanta, forgot to tell you that part, yeah. got a Coke because he fucking doesn't like Arch Fanta, I'm sure. He was like, uh, I don't drink sugary drinks, <laughs> so I'll just have a tap water, please. And uh, I don't want a hot dog because I'm a vegan. <laughs> I'll have a quinoa bowl. And tell Jeff back there in the kitchen to make it spicy. <laughs> he knows everybody. <laughs> I would not be surprised. But he was rank. It was one of the things where I was like, come on, the one time I come to Pink's in Hollywood, I, I'm two feet away from arguably the stinkiest homeless person. I- it's the, the, the homeless funk. It's very specific. It is. <laughs> it could be bottled. It's a, it's a weird combination. It's past like armpit BO. <laughs> everybody knows that smell. It's past that. Yeah. It's like ass and unwashed hair and just, just not. You get a lot of onions. Not good. Yeah. This actually makes me think I ran out of my, my ox bile digestive pills that I take. Oh no. And I, 
When I bought them, I also bought a gallbladder specific supplement to help you digest. And I hadn't cracked it open because these are working so well. I was mm -hmm. like, why, why, why take those? What I take works exactly like I want it to. But I ran out and I was like, fuck, if I don't, if I don't take something, I'm going to have to pop a Nexium. And I don't want to do that because I'm on a good streak of natural remedies. Sure. So I crack open the gallbladder enzyme bottle and the smell in that bottle... I can only describe as just a fart trapped in a dead vagina. Oh, just <laughs> that really, really hit home for me. I don't, I don't know. It's just and and there was powder in there, and uh, when I opened it, it powdered into oh, my face. You got anthrax, and it was stuck with in the my old eyes dead and my fart. nose. And I I gagged a little bit. It was just like this. <laughs> this must be the real deal because this like this this was like ox bile. Like fresh from the ox, yeah. Fresh from a he dead lady just... fart ox. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Well, if we're doing updates on uh, antacids, I don't take them. I'm officially off. I went to the I went to the herb store just to try to find through? to try to try to find your ox bile. Yeah. And well, I was, to be to be clear, it's a digestive enzyme supplement made up of three enzymes that are already in your body. And they add a small amount of ox bile to it for people without a gallbladder to help digest fat. Sure. Well, all that being said, I went to find, you know, this ox bile on your recommendation. Mm -hmm. And the nice guy at our herb store is a very nice man. And he was like, so what's going on? And, then, and of course, Leah's there. And she's like, he j he's, she starts throwing out non-true shit. He's fat you should and just has no beard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He needs to grow more hair and have less weight. Yeah, and it, well, she, well, it got worse. She was like, he just poops all the time. And I was like, I don't poop all the, the time. shit factory. You should hear it. She goes, I want to get descriptive. I'm like, that is not true. And the elements of it were true, but the, 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 the numerically, I don't shit as much as she was saying to this man that I was. And, he, of course, he was trying to help me out, kind of. Yeah. He was like, well, it's better out than in. You know, he's trying to turn it yeah. around. And then I Would said, you prefer I prefer he be full of shit. <laughs> yeah. He said, do you, do oh, you, he is. He said, do you, you take anything? I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not on any prescriptions. I take heartburn pills. He's like, those are bad for you. And gives, you know, yeah. he was like, yeah, he takes, I don't, I don't, I don't want him to take those anymore. And he's like, well, I mean, the first thing you want to do is, is really just hydrate. That's the problem with most Americans. Almost 99%. We don't, we don't drink enough water. We don't, we're not ever hydrated enough. You're like, wait, vodka's okay though. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was like, so I should, he gave me, well, then he gave me a free shot of this, uh, and when he detox thing, mm. which was pretty crazy, because if my problem was pooping before, I spent most of that night <laughs> on the pooper. Yeah. He said that was going to happen yeah. in 68 hours, and I did. But uh, no, he's like, just hydrate, and that's what I've been doing, trying to drink more water, and I didn't stop taking the pills. And yeah. I had a few out in California, because I'll admit my, my diet was pretty. Pretty, pretty bad. They had this bagel place right down the road. I <laughs> ate bagels. One morning I was like, you know what? It's 8.30. I think that's fine to get a pastrami Reuben bagel. <laughs> put some put some chocolate and peanut butter on it while you're at it. <laughs> the only thing that was missing on it was, was a schmear of, of uh, cream cheese. I was like, yeah, go ahead and uh, let's go with that French onion one. Give me a shtickle of flora. <laughs> He said a shtickle. <laughs> he just he just converted. One thing in California, if you say thanks, y'all, you're gonna get stopped. And they're gonna, where are you from? <laughs> Every time. And they know the answer, they just want you to say it. I don't think I don't know if I said that or not. I don't feel like we when for the the times that Kristen and I went out, even with the girls, 
we didn't stick out too much, I don't think. So we don't have, especially her, we don't have distinctively Southern accents. Mm-hmm. And I try and avoid saying things that sound super hillbilly when I speak to people. Well, y'all's just kind of natural. Well, y'all does come out, but I try to, I try to, you know, sort of take on that everyman American accent when I go places. Right. And for Matt, y'all is like a, uh, <laughs> it's just you all. It was, it was, I have Southern tattooed on my knuckles. Which is always fun when I go to a gas station or somewhere and like buy gum or whatever. You know, the this isn't a racist thing, but inevitably most gas stations I go to are, are run by Indian or Pakistani families. And every time I go, like, what does South Hearn mean? <laughs> like, oh, you don't. Okay, Aww. just put it together. But there's a guy in California who's like, dude, what do your knuckles say? It's like, Southern. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> California. I was like, oh, yeah, we're, well, yeah, we're in Southern California. I was like, Southern, like, proud to be from the South. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was a spur of the moment knuckle tattoo. Leave me alone. Yeah. But uh, I don't feel like we stuck out too, too much in the places that we went. There was a place by the rental house that we were staying at down in Redondo. It was, uh, it was like a everyone's welcome bakery. They got vegan shit out the ass, but they got bacon and egg sandwiches over here too. They're like, whatever you're into, we've got you covered. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we'll we'll give you some vegan pastries and do you want whole milk in your latte? It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't get it. They had these things, they called them chocolate brioche. It was just this sort of hot dog in width, but I'd say a good 10 inches long slice of brioche that was just halved or not halved it was sliced down the middle but they had put some sort of dark chocolate nutella-esque spread on and then sandwiched back together mm-hmm. i had like nine of those oh, yeah. while we were out there I'm sure it's like this these are great i wish i wish i could get this at home we had some outstanding food you were in redondo right yeah did you go to that little italian deli that little italian market that was down there near near where the wedding was um, Drove past it five times. Each time I was like, why did I go to... There was an Italian place that we went to. I don't know if that's what no, you're No, you went of, to though. the uh, Mama D's. No, we went to, a, like, it was like called, like, Lucia's or something. or huh. Mama, I don't know. It was mostly gelato. Okay. They didn't, I mean, they did have food, but it it, it was not like a New Jersey staple in the middle of... Your daughter America. loved an Italian ice. She was thrown at first. She was like, <laughs> a little bit of sour face, you know? <laughs> And then she she went right at it. <laughs> they were so tired, though. Both daughters yeah. fell asleep at the table. Yeah, they couldn't hang. Like, we never acclimated to the time change. Yeah. Like, we just, they, they couldn't hang. But, um, yeah, I ate so bad out there. Like, for all the health nuttery of, yeah. of California, it's like, I had fat burger, and I had fat tomato pizza <laughs> twice, and I... <laughs> It's just like every, everything I had was heavy, it heavy, was, heavy, heavy. Let me tell you about the Skip's hot dog. I ordered. I I usually get a Chicago dog. It's my mm-hmm. favorite thing. Is that like with big tomato pieces and everything? Yeah, it's got everything. Sport peppers, tomatoes, relish, onions, and big pieces though. Like because I've had Typically. a Chicago dog that like they like quarter a tomato and yeah. give you like half a tomato. Yeah, there's usually big cuts. Big this wedges. was not that. And okay. it, they asked. It was a Polish dog. They said, and. uh we're watching Jurassic Park, by the way. Yeah, Jurassic Park tonight. Big night, big <laughs> night. But uh, when they when they started making this 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 dog, I looked over and Brent. When I tell you this was like, the it was too much. Too much dog. Yeah, I mean the thing was like, I, I know this isn't a visual medium, but yeah. I mean it was that thick. <clears throat> so for the listeners, he's making an OK sign 
but he's opened his index finger and thumb, thumb by about an inch. Yeah, it was that. And dad, even dad was like, come here, look at this thing. And I said, because I saw all the dogs. Yeah. And they're normal. Yeah. yeah. You and look at that with like almost like some dick envy, like if only. Yeah, I was like, that dick is too big. Like that dick, like what can you really do? There's no such thing. There's a handful of women that can handle that, you know? And they're professionals. Yeah, yeah. But it was just, it was the one time that I was like, I I can't finish this hot dog. It was the first time in my life. It's too much dick for this guy. Yeah, too much dick. Too much dick. <laughs> we, uh, I got, I, so we rode in, we did ride into Hollywood like that I was telling you that day. Yeah. And uh, it was dirty as any other city is. We we rode past. Uh, I saw the Viper Room. I kind of envisioned, you know, River Phoenix, mm. the better Phoenix. Yeah, dying on the street out there. Stuck with Joaquin. God, stuck with a hair lip, you know. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> actually, that's not even. And I'm not even throwing shade at hair lips. Just just Joaquin. Just Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> we got the lesser Phoenix. He's good in the Master. Okay. You still got the lesser Phoenix, <laughs> you know? We went past the, the comedy clubs, the improv, and then, of course, the, the comedy store. You must have driven that. past the Whiskey A Go Go then. Yeah. That's all right there. All on, right on there. And drove right by the Whiskey Go Go. Did you ride we, down to the Chinese Theater and all that? We went, we, all of it, yeah. Okay. We went by the Dolby Theater where they do the Masters. They were doing the, the Masters. I've had a few drinks <laughs> where they do the. <laughs> Me too. That's why, I, <laughs> the golf that's tournament. why my eyes are flooding. <laughs> Turns out bourbon. Saw Tiger Coke. Woods. Turns out bourbon and Coke's not a waker upper fan. <laughs> Let's get it. They do the the the. I'm happy with the content. The though. Oscars. Oh, okay. there. Yeah. No, well, that's a little bit different than the Masters. V was a little upset. She she didn't like the car out there. The car seat wasn't to her liking. So you do a rental? No, they bought one. But she doesn't uh, like being in a car seat anyhow. Yeah. She's particularly She's like, upset. I hate car seats. Yeah. And this is not even my car seat. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> she was a little upset. So they were like, the only thing we really wanted, my dad really wanted us to see was this uh, cemetery. Oh, I, love, I love Laura Dern in this movie. You know who she was married to for a long time? Sean Penn? Ben Harper. She has two kids with Ben Harper. Who's Ben Harper? The, the musician. What's... Burn One Down. We've talked about this. I've been to like... Ten Ben Harper shows. It's the most concerts I've ever been to. Can you black guy sing a chorus? Like I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Going down. I mean, I I could, but even then, you'd look at me with the same dumb <laughs> face you have right now. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, she was married to one of my favorite musicians for many years, Ben Harper. She's well, got, she's in the she's in a lot of David Lynch stuff, and I like David yeah. Lynch. But I just something about her Canadian tuxedo <laughs> look in this film. I don't know. I get it. I've commented. I've said it. I think recently, because Kristen and I actually watched this on Netflix, like we are now, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh boy, Laura Dern in a denim shirt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With the denim pants. Yeah. High-waisted, no High-waisted, mom jeans, for High -waisted, sure. High-waisted, no belt. Anywho, we, uh, he a wanted... fat kid who has no respect for raptors. Nah, he doesn't get it. He, he just looks it. like a big turkey. <laughs> and I'm one of those people who's never going to not look like a child. <laughs> Seriously. I'm the Andy Milonakis of my generation. He's been in other things too. That's I know, but crazy. He, he does have that that he does have one of those Benjamin Button type disease. I know, it's not a disease, but he has one of those things where it's also not real. Benjamin Button. Disease. Well, I know that, but the Andy Milonakis thing is real. Was it? Yeah, he's like a 40 year old man that looks like a child. Is, is, uh, I thought that was like an urban myth. No, it's legit. You can you can. Well, Google says it's legit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Google's the be all end all of. But yeah, he's like 49 here. 
this is his 18th film. That's why he's such a good actor. Yeah. Yeah, if you go back far enough, he was in The Three Stooges. Oh. As an extra. Nice, nice. That was when he was really short. Anywho, <laughs> the old man wants to take us to the cemetery. It sounds uh, like him. Yeah, I like cemeteries. Yeah. I usually go when I visit somewhere. I always end up at a cemetery. But he takes a left. We get down past all the... <laughs> They're good for ritualistic fucking. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> they get... <laughs> We get past, we get past all the, the Hollywood all the, the scenery, you know, yeah. Viper Room, late, the whiskey go go, all that stuff. Tell he, me, what's the Viper Room? It's the bar where River Phoenix died. Oh, okay. He it sounds like a titty bar. He overdosed. It's just a bar. Okay. And he overdosed and walked outside and collapsed. Got stabbed. No, just collapsed on the sidewalk and died. Oh no! He, I always do this. I know that River Phoenix died of like an overdose, mm-hmm. something or other. But because Chris Chambers. And Stand By Me yes, his River gets stabbed, stabbed to death. Yeah. I always just you like, assume. When people say River Phoenix, I'm like, oh yeah, didn't somebody stab him? It's like, no, no. <laughs> you should a, try to, in the future, you should try to convince him. That's a fictional character. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, no, him, no, 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 no. George Harrison, there's like a several <laughs> stabbing victim celebrities, and he's definitely one of them. Yeah, no, he just overdosed and died right there on the sidewalk. Uh, and Johnny Depp was there, and they were good friends. So little known secret, Johnny Depp did it. Yeah, he probably did. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Anyways. Stole his wine. Oh. Anywho, and so he we get into like this uh business dis- district and he takes a left and I'm like, where are we going? He's like, you'll see. And sure enough, right there in the heart of the business downtown business di- district of LA is this little just green space nestled nestled in between four t- you know, high rises. And oh. it's it's this celebrity LA cemetery and it's got everybody i got pictures i put them on there is a scientology building near it Did there is know? a scientology building near. kristen has been there they do um like movies on the green at that cemetery i don't know if that's the same one then because the scientology building was still a ways away oh okay because when Kristen went to la i don't know a year plus ago to see her sister they specifically went to a movies on the green like what they do at centennial park yeah but it was at some big green space cemetery and the Scientology building was, like, walking distance. Yeah, it wouldn't have been this one. Okay. But we we went in there and we parked, and it, it was amazing. You got Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon buried right near each other, so you got the yeah. grumpy old men, the odd couple. Putz. Yeah, I did that, too. <laughs> Dickhead. Putz. <laughs> uh, you had George C. Scott's in an unmarked grave, but everyone knows which one it is. Because Why is that? he didn't want everybody to know where he was buried, but they do. Joke's on you, George. Yeah, joke's Scott. on you, Patton. Turn it off. <laughs> uh, Florence Henderson, some of the, your, your Dean Martins. Um, how long have I been on? The, I said that. I said that. How long have I been on? Uh, the girl that was in Poltergeist, the little girl that says, they're here. She died when she was like 18. She's buried there. Caroline. Caroline. Uh, Caroline. Yeah, she's buried there. Betty Page, I took a picture for for you and Kristen. I don't know. I think y'all are in Kristen and Betty Page pinup fan. Yeah, we, we. It's not. It's not so much anymore. But in our early marriage years, in our honeymoon specifically, we went to a rockabilly thing. Betty Page is a big part of rockabilly imagery. Mm-hmm. But we don't necessarily have a Betty Page thing. The two big ones were Don Knotts had to see it. Barney Fife. Nip it. Yeah. Nip bless. it in the bud. Bless his heart. <laughs> Love it. But the biggest, of course, and for everyone and for me, was Marilyn. Is buried there. Oh, yeah. And in fact... How old was she when she died? Mid-40s, I want to say. Really? Maybe I, early, thought, early I thought 40s? she was like a young death, like 29 she, or something. Is that not young? 
No, like, I mean, like, like younger than I am now. Well, I can look it up. Because there's some, like, when you look up the list of famous people that died at 28, especially in the 60s, like Hendrix and Joplin and all, is, I always thought Marilyn was, like, like 29 or something. No, she wasn't 29. We can look it up. No, but what's Did funny one about... one the Kennedys kill her? <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> I think she had sex with both of them. Yeah. Uh, what's funny, funny was the... They the, would be brothers and Eskimo brothers. <laughs> True enough. True enough. That'd be weird. You know, like, lots of guys... Aged 36. Okay. So, yeah, she's kind of in between what you were saying, what I was guessing. She, she's just always been my, my A number one. I mean, I've had a, a, I had a little boy boner mm. at a dead woman. There's, a, there's an image. Yeah. <laughs> but the, she's in a mausoleum, like most yeah. are there. And um, the plot above her, the guy had that plot for years, had bought it for a fairly substantial amount back in the day. Mm. He got buried face down. <laughs> <laughs> so that it would, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, his his widow ended up selling that on on uh, eBay mm. for like twenty five thousand dollars to some other guy who also wanted to be right. Face but down. what's what's really tacky to me? The worst part was that Hugh Hefner had bought the lot to her immediate her the the space to her immediate left mm-hmm. many years ago for like several thousand dollars. Is that where he is? And that's where he he's right next to her, okay. and he he had it. He had his little mausoleum plaque made to look hers like of all of them you can see where people touch it mm. over time it's still glossy yeah where the oils interact with the rock everyone else is, doesn't have that yeah but hers is glossy there's kiss you know kisses and lipsticks and he went and just recreated that <laughs> like no one gives a fuck about you Hugh Hefner <laughs> I'm sorry like I know you had a large part of her career because you put her up naked and played yeah. her but like the fact that you would just steal you know, it's just outright steal that. I didn't even take a picture. I was like, fuck yeah, you, Hugh. Yeah. You yeah, know, he kind of Gene Simmons did. It's like, let me figure out a way to, to monetize my cemetery plot. He literally, I, I'm telling you, I, I, th- I, I, I can't say this for certain, but there were, there were like lipstick kisses on his too that I'm thinking he had put on there. Yeah, they were etched. Right, he probably, that's what I'm saying. He probably approved them like a Playboy centerfold before they, they went to print. But I was like, man, Hugh Hefner, go kick rocks. You're just, you, you know, you, you made a whole life off this one woman. <laughs> you gross, you could, old, you nasty, syphilitic, old fuck. Gonorrhea. Yeah, just, just with your, with your young blonde girlfriends that you're sad. You, you, great you, grandfather. They could. He never. He didn't have sex for like the last fifteen years of his life. He would just dance. They would dance for him. That's why you know Larry Flint respects. He's got that pump. You know about Larry Flint's Mm-mm. pump. He has he because of the shooting. Mm-hmm. He's, right here in Lawrenceville, Georgia, by the way. Yeah. Thank you, Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Republicans, by the way, in Georgia specifically in the news today, who are very upset that they're being depicted in acting exactly the way that liberals think they are. <laughs> because of Sasha Baron Cohen. It's like, I love I love all the outrage after the first episode where they're like, he he tricks all these pro-gun, NRA, Republican, gun lobby people to do basically an ad for Kinder, kinder guardians, mm-hmm. like a program to give three-year-olds guns and gun training, mm-hmm. and they're all very seriously reading the 
the script they're given to, to promote this program. And when they find out it's a prank, they're horrified. No, oh, yeah. It's like, motherfucker, when you thought it was real, <laughs> you were all about it. Like, yeah, no, give it to me. I'd love to read this. I love guns. And then when it turns out it's all bullshit and you're the butt of the joke because no one in their right mind would train a three-year-old how to operate a gun. Like, oh, you are outraged being depicted this way. It's like, being depicted what way? The way you are? <laughs> It's like, yeah, this is why we don't vote for fuckers like you. <laughs> well, well, we do. <laughs> well, yeah, Unfortunately. People, people in the state do. But Larry Flint, it's my understanding. Yeah, let's talk more about Larry Flint's dick. It's my understanding that even though he, he can't move because of the, par- the paralysis, he still has feeling in his, in his dick. Really? Or maybe it's not feeling. No, he's, he, I heard him explain this once on a show, probably the regular guys way back in the day. He doesn't have feeling in his dick, but he still feels orgasms. Because mm. you feel that throughout your body, and there are parts of his body where he still has feeling. Sure. So, and he can get an erection with help from this this device. He has an implant in his dick that has a pea-sized ball in his ball sack, like right in between his balls. Mm-hmm. And if he pinches that pea-sized thing, it it activates this 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 device that gives him an erection. Okay. And he and that erection is is. As permanent as he wants it to be, and I believe he pinches that bead again, and it deflates. Get out of town. So he he pinches this little ball, gets a boner. Obviously, the girl has to do all the work, but he will have an orgasm, and he will know it because he'll feel it in the parts of his body that still have feeling. Wow. Yeah. Modern science. And that's not, that's not even modern. Like, he's, from my understanding, I heard this on the regular Seedless guys. Seedless watermelons and Larry Flint's dick. <laughs> I heard this on the regular guys when the regular guys were still the regular guys, which was a while ago. Mm-hmm. And that might have even been, like, 2.0, because they did three, mm-hmm. they did three uh, versions of that show before everyone finally got sick of Larry. Mm-hmm. He's lost his mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I loved them as a duo. I liked it when Tim Andrews became a more prominent figure on the show. I could. <laughs> I like it when they had to choose whether they. Had, I'm sorry for those who don't know who we're talking about, but just it was a great well, radio the great, show. The great thing about th- those guys is they were all over. They were uh, Eric was from Rochester. I forget where Larry was from. They became radio co-host friends in Los Angeles, and yeah. eventually, because of an Opie and Anthony thing that went south here, took over yeah. an open spot in Atlanta. And we're basically accused for years of stealing Howard Stern's thing. Yeah. But they were kind of but national were, in a sense. Like, and they, they were, had been all over. They were a radio show. Like, you hear comedians all the time go like, fuck, I hate doing morning radio with the zoo crew and the Hawaiian shirts and the cocaine. But every comedian <laughs> I ever listened to said, but the regular guys in Atlanta, they're that rare example of a show you like to go on because yeah. they're actually a fun show to go on. Yeah. What, what I was saying was when they had... They would do it was like it was like punishments. I can't remember the actual segment, but they had shoot Steve, where they were shooting with a BB gun. Well, yeah, but that it was that was a great one too. <laughs> but they, there was one where like one of the punishments was you had to let Tim Andrews belch into your face. Yeah, and and Steve had to then describe it. <laughs> you know, Tim Andrews was like a three pack a day smoker. Yeah, and ate the worst foods imaginable. Yeah, so like one day it was like either smell <laughs> someone's jock strap. Yeah, or. Like a three-day-old, like, multiple workout jock strap. Yeah. Or let Tim belch in your face. And he let Tim belch in his face. And I just remember, even over radio, you could just tell how sick. Like, Steve almost, you could hear the, like, the almost vomit. Because he let loose one of those, like, one of our style. Yeah. Like, just from the gut. TPTO belch. Yeah, TPTO, but from the gut, like, all the way down from your, like, it's almost as if the burp 
worked its way up from your butthole. <laughs> like it was going to be a fart. Yeah. But it like reversed course, came back through the bowels, went through two miles of intestines, found its way into your diaphragm. Yeah. And just, this, this has got cigarettes from this morning and last night's dinner. <laughs> And vodka and whatever yeah. else. Like, ugh, I can just imagine. Oh, yeah, I remember when they would do that, Tim Andrews would, like, purposely not brush his teeth for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, like, like, when he I'm knew. going to make it yeah. nasty. Because he, <laughs> he says, all right, Tim, how's it been? He's like, didn't brush last night or this morning. <laughs> Smoked about mm, five, six cigarettes before we got here. Yeah. I had a cup of coffee, a ham and <laughs> onion sandwich, like, all of it. Just, yeah. ugh. And Steve <laughs> would just get visibly shaken. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, it was. I believe it was on their show. He was a guest uh, a, a long time ago. He's had that implant since probably since not long after the shooting. Because you got to think, a guy like Larry Flint, once he knows that he's going to live and he's he's somewhat back to normal, even though paralyzed, his first doctor visit be like, "How do we make my dick work again?" Oh yeah, immediately. All like, right, so I'm not going to die. No. Okay. Let's right, talk well, dick. if we can't make my dick work, I'm I'm gonna want you to kill. <laughs> I own Hustler. If you didn't know, my life is naked women and sex. If uh, if I can't keep doing that, uh, then we're just gonna need to put me back into a permanent coma. <laughs> Don't feed me. Yeah, wasn't it Courtney Love in the movie with Woody Harrelson about yeah. all that? The People vs. Larry Flint. Great yeah. film. Woody Harrelson's finest work. Yeah, good old Billy Graham. Oh, God. <laughs> when you tagged me in that post today about the Republican in Georgia, rub, you know, exposing his ass and saying the N-word, and you said, oh, I wish Tarver could weigh in on this. My first impulse was like, oh, yeah, if he still could, if he still could see my shit, this is the perfect post. Be like, good old Christian family values Republicans at work. <laughs> Because you know he'd be like, well, that's right. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this guy's doing exactly what people like me accuse that party of being like all the time. And it's on camera, yeah. on showtime. I, I want to see it. When you read something like that, it's like, okay, I need to see this for context. Yeah. Just to see it. And it's, but I, I'm, I'm assuming they didn't leave much out. The guy said the well, N-word. The guy, the guy believed that he was um, doing an anti-terrorism training video. How yelling the N-word worked its way into that, I don't know. Chances are it was just Sasha Baron Cohen like, we could probably get this racist redneck to say anything. Well, So let's see how far we can push have it. Have you seen it? I saw a clip on... Uh, okay, so I saw a clip too, but in it he said that when you, when you hear the terrorist warning, scream the N-word, but he didn't clarify what that was. So when the guy starts screaming... <laughs> When the guy starts screaming the yeah. American N-word, yeah. he's like, no, 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 no. That's a terrible word. I was talking about Nuna, Nuna, whatever the hell that means. I don't know what that means. I don't even know if that's, I don't, I don't know if that's Hebrew. <laughs> but he was like, no, this word, it's Nuna. That's the, the word you say, it's horrible word. <laughs> like, turned it around on the guy. But well, yeah, I, I read in an article, like, the N-word wasn't even the worst of it. It was his... Uh, uh, Asian uh, <laughs> impersonations into a selfie stick yeah. that really was like was like you know Mickey Rooney wasn't as offensive as what this guy did and then apparently at the end of the whole thing he threw in his own racist epithet towards Middle Eastern yeah. people just for just for shits and he giggles. told him he's gonna cut their dicks off and then he said that <laughs> he said that you know how are you gonna be uh, raping women and children with no dicks and went on this diatribe mm, about yeah. I, I don't really know. The thing, the, the saddest part when I watched it's, that was it's, that it's not going to matter. In fact, he'll probably get a bump. Well, he's actually, I read that he's, 
he uh, he cannot be reelected. He's at he's in fourth term. He's a fourth term, okay. which that's sad for everybody that voted for him. <laughs> um, but it doesn't mean he won't try and go for something bigger at some point. Sure. But it's just you know I think about you know fucking the governor race and I love the pronunciation of values when you're when it's a Republican and it's values values values. It's like, yeah, good old... It's them circumventing the word itself. Good old Christian Southern values. We say the N-word and show our ass. Literally. (laughs) Let's do a couple... And we get butthurt about it when we get exposed. (laughs) The downside of that show is it's on Showtime. Yeah, it's not. So, I mean, only a select audience sees John Oliver on HBO. Mm -hmm. And I would argue HBO is more uh, prevalent than Showtime. Definitely. So... As funny as it is and as exposing as it is and it's making its way into the news because of all these people being butthurt about it. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen's really preaching to the choir with Showtime, mm-hmm. probably. But when it gets like today, I don't have Showtime. If I, if I catch it on Yahoo or uh, NBC or ABC News or whatever, Fox News, yeah. C- <laughs> CNN, whatever you watch, I'm saying... You know, if if they're showing you that clip, it's still getting out there. It's making news. It might you might not see the whole episode, which right. might actually not even actually be more damning. Yeah, because they're not getting any. Con- not that there is any context here, but yeah. had there been any, I can only hope that he, <laughs> that he got both Kegel and Kemp, and he's going to release it before the election. <laughs> For those who aren't. You know, in Georgia and maybe in Australia, that's our two gubernatorial Republican candidates. After their most who will be running against the first African American woman woman yeah to run for I, governor of the state of Georgia. I believe it was after one of their debates because there's a runoff between those two for the Republican candidacy. Somebody called like the hotline at WSB, and they're like, "Well, thanks, Georgia. I've I've got to choose between." <laughs> what Eric von Hessler has dubbed Hillary Cagle and <laughs> and shotgun goofball. <laughs> and I have to choose one because I only vote conservative and they're both fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. 2016. You're not wrong. <laughs> so I, I, uh, yeah. By the way, I feel really bad. I should have addressed you as comrade on the outset of this mm-hmm. and I didn't. Yeah, missed opportunities. <laughs> we'll do that on a Craigslist missed opportunity page. <laughs> we'll both know it's there. Uh, speaking of that, we got a little Jurassic Park tonight. Um, yeah, I, I love it. You got it all, particularly Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. We got Laura Dern, as we discussed. Um, How do you stop the cellular mitosis? Eh, it's actually more of a ride. Yeah. <laughs> There it would have been a lot of questions here, but what was the uh, what's the doc, what's Grant's real name? Oh fuck, I know his name too. Oh, Hugh? Nah. I'll you'll say it and I'll go. Yep, that was it. Doctor Grant's real name. You know, it's funny the um, the Asian man that oversees the mm-hmm. he's the bad guy yeah, in Jurassic, Jurassic World, World. Yeah. along with Vincent D'Onofrio. Is that correct? Alan, no, that's his. Yeah, Vin, Vincent and Offrio. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Laura Dern. Richard Attenborough. I know everybody else's fucking name. <laughs> you know, Richard Attenborough, his brother is the one that does all those, uh, like, you know, Planet Earth and yeah. all those things. Well, you know, Richard Attenborough, that's Big X from The Great Escape. Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I for the longest time I didn't realize that that uh, that the old man behind Jurassic Park was also Big X from The Great Escape. Oh yeah. B. D. Wong is the a much Doctor Wu, much younger man back then. I think I like you know the thing about this movie when you read the book, they made the lawyer. um, What's his name? Gennaro. Brett DeLawyer. (laughs) A denial correlation. (laughs) That's close. That's close. 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 (laughs) Uh, They made Gennaro the lawyer like such the pussy in the film. But in the book, he was actually the badass. Really? Yeah. He actually took on more of the role of the park ranger, Muldoon, in the book than he than anybody else. But in this thing, he's a total piece of shit. When they see the the leaf eater dinosaur, the first dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. The first dinosaur they see while Lara Dern's like just marveling at this this plant leaf that's been extinct for mm-hmm. forever, and then they see the giant leaf eater. Um, uh, What's uh, Attenborough's name in the movie? I, I keep forgetting. Oh. Um, Hamilton? Hammond? Hammond. Hammond. Mm-hmm. He says, well, we clocked the T-Rex at, what does he say, 15 miles an hour? 20 miles an hour? Uh, he said a little bit more than that, I think. I think he says, like, I think he says 30. Mm-hmm. We clocked the T-Rex at 30 miles an hour. You, and have, you have a T-Rex? You have a, t- we have a T-Rex. You have a T-Rex. In the scene later, after the lawyer gets eaten and mm-hmm. his missing parts are found amongst the toilet, and they find Jeff Goldblum and <laughs> and put a tourniquet on him to save his leg, mm-hmm. uh, and they're driving away from the T Rex. They're in a jeep. No, I you drive a jeep. They yeah. go faster than thirty miles an hour. Yeah, I would assume. But they make it, and I know that Jeff Goldblum freaks out and he gets up on the shifter, and so they're stuck in first. But even in first. You go on a solid 35. You could get up yeah. and over 30, but they make it seem like they're just. He's really fast. Much faster. Maybe out in the are open. Those, are those bugs? Yeah, this is Georgia, man. Holy shit. I thought like somebody's phone was ringing. <laughs> Which, speaking of Jeff Goldblum, have you seen where in London they made a statue of Jeff Goldblum? You saw that? I where it's the leaning in, in the, from this yeah, movie? Yeah, the tourniquet lean. The hair lit with the, the V neck all the way down and the. All the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are female. You think you could pull off Goldblum's look in this with the black leather and the like the glasses and the shirt that like just no, doesn't he's, button? He's got he's got that darker complexion and the dark hair. I think he pulls it off. Yeah, but it's also a very dated look. Like if you'll like his his the shoulder width on that jacket is way too big for his frame. <laughs> it's a very dated blazer look. <laughs> If you modernize it, you might pull it off. But it's a very dated look. It's like, I used to be into rock and roll. Now I'm a successful adult, but I'm still going to rock a leather jacket. <laughs> it's just going to have lapels. I'm a scientist now, but, you I, know. I'm a scientist. I'm going to write a book about chaos theory. Yeah, I mean, these are, how many raptors do they have in there? Like three or four? Three. See, they started, they started with, with nine. a bunch, and then yeah, the, 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 female, the female. Yeah, she ate them all. She ate them all. That raptor... Area is the size of my old apartment in Atlanta. Like it's no wonder they're pissed off and trying to kill these people. Like they've been they've been trapped in seven hundred yeah. square feet. You can't have spaghetti night in that in that uh, paddock. <laughs> can't do it. It was uh, not just spaghetti night. Well, we had spaghetti night there. No, I know, but spaghetti night in those days meant we're all gonna get really stoned. Yeah. And eat spaghetti, and then inevitably watch a movie. Yeah, I mean that's perfect night. Hashtag. Yeah, no, uh, Spaghetti Sunday. The, one of I don't know if you were you at the Spaghetti Sunday where we watched Dead Snow. No, there was a Spaghetti Sunday once where there must have been like twenty five people 
piled into our old apartment. <laughs> downstairs neighbors, a bunch of coworkers from the Bone Garden, and uh, Josh from downstairs brought up weed for everybody after a huge vat of spaghetti had been passed around. And there's, there's never more obvious that you had a room full of high people because we put on Dead Snow, <laughs> the Nazi zombie movie out of Norway, and the whole, like, people are sitting on the floor and in kitchen chairs all piled around the TV, and it was just dead silent for two hours. Nobody said anything. It's a pretty good film. Nobody said anything. Nobody got up to pee. <laughs> we were all just sitting there watching. <laughs> the quick thing about this scene where they're sitting down and, you know, he's presenting it from a business model and they're eating. When I was a kid and they, they're presenting the or actually right before where they're still at the paddock. Chilean sea bass. Chilean sea bass. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, chili and sea bass? <laughs> That's just... Like, I like terrible. I like chili. I'm sure I'd like sea bass. I've never had it. I'm I sure like I would bass like it. Beer, uh, but chili and sea bass. I didn't really get it. Kick his ass, sea bass. Speaking of movies, asshole. So you tell me that Hostiles is a good film, <laughs> and you're right. It's fan. Did you watch the whole thing? Watch the whole thing. It's great. It. I, w- I had a, a film conversation. My former, ne- never really a super fan, Sean. Yeah. I actually told him today, he's like, you know, you asshole, you were the first person we called and you missed it. <laughs> and you probably don't Never even listen. Try it again. Listen. He, I told him about episode 21. He's like, oh, listen to that. I was like, yeah, well, you won't. So <laughs> suck a dick. But anyways. Thanks for nothing, Sean. Yeah. The guy that dubbed you Golden Voice doesn't even listen to the fucking show. But anyways, you tell me Hostile is a good movie. Wanted to see it. Saw it on the way out. Two stories. We'll make them quick. Watch Coco on the way out to L.A. Right, yeah. We had a night flight, boarded at 8.15, and I think we were in the air by 9. We took Adelaide to see Coco in theaters for her birthday because she was dying to go see it. Yeah. She had been watching the trailers on like commercials on TV. Sure. And took her out for uh, fancy spaghetti at Mona Lisa. Spaghetti with little noodles, as Ooh. she likes to ask for it, which is just angel hair pasta. Sure. She wants little noodles and spaghetti. Took her to, to Coco right after. Loved it. Of course, Kristen and I are holding back the tears. Well, let me put it this way. <laughs> it was just ironic the way it worked out. Because we had, we had, we were on a lucky streak with flights. One, I love the thing when you have a child, like the one that's walking through the door right now. Yeah. You're the first on the plane. Yep. There is like, it's like almost better than first class. Because you're going on <laughs> before even the first class people. And speak of the little baby. Swim, baby. Did she swim today? Swim, swim, swim. I have a little, she's here now. We have a little Michael Phelps baby. This little baby just loves to swim. That's great. She kills it, man. Did she did she do some laps today? Yeah, a lot of laps. You'll you'll find I can speak to this for both children. They have a short memory because come next summer, it could be totally different. Uh huh. Uh huh. They might not like to swim. Yeah, no. There have been like like even the beginning of this pool season, which is Adelaide's fourth or fifth. I can't even keep up at this point. (laughs) She's just like "Eh." she's just so terrified. Oh yeah, she's peeing on you something. Serious. Yeah, she's being. How do you? Where do you see I it? I see wet. Well, I don't need to see it. I feel it. No. I can see. I can see. Uh, oh yeah, I see it now. It's, I'm, <laughs> it's gonna start dripping on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Put a, yeah, like they can get like they forget. Like it's not like riding a bike. Yeah. Because like, when Adelaide got in the pool for the first time this year, she like panicked and like clung to me like a scared cat. <laughs> it's like you swam like a champ last year, <laughs> and now you're terrified of it. Well, anywho, when you get on that plane first and you, like, wheel up in front of the yeah, like, people in the business class, you're like, yeah, wait a so I got a kid here. 
<laughs> yeah, me and this elderly woman are going to go first. <laughs> so we were the first. And the, look, this is two part. It's Matt. I was telling you when we got home, I was like, we're, in the future, if we don't have a small child, we, we can do like a rental. <laughs> Give us your kid. We'll take your small infant on. Think about how magical that would be for somebody. Yeah. We'll take your small infant on vacation to Paris. You can stay at home. We're good. Yeah. We know what we're doing. But just to get on, there's one of those belches. Yeah. We just want to get on that plane first. first but it's crucial because one of my favorite things to do mm. is to get on that plane first. And, uh, you know, they start calling zone mm. business class. And yeah. Then the business class. Priority boarding. Priority boarding. Then you got your, your fly miles or whatever their special shit is. And then it's like the, you can actually hear it in the per- – all right, zone one. All right. And then zone one gets on. There's like yeah. <laughs> zone two. Like you can hear it start <laughs> yeah. to like – well, good luck, Zone 3. <laughs> if there's anywhere to put your bags, good fucking luck. Zone 3, you're going to have to uh, put your bag in the ass of the plane. And even if your seat is on row 11, you're going to have to wait till the entire plane deboards so you can make your way back to the ass of the plane and grab, grab your luggage. And they try to tell people, like, look, the, uh, this is a full flight. Yeah. If you're in Zone 3, and we're not even mentioning Zone 4. Y'all are fucked. If you're in Zone 3, <laughs> go ahead and check your bag. Zone 4, if you will, just go ahead and grab your bungee cords now. <laughs> we're going to strap you to the wing. Best of luck to you. To those of you who don't make it, thank you for flying Delta. <laughs> Here's your mask. You're going to need that. Gets a little stuffy up there at 36,000 World War II-era bomber jackets. Uh, we only have five. <laughs> So we're gonna do a lottery. Yeah, we're gonna do a lottery for those. But so when you're in that plane first, there's just mad. And, and both times we were at the ass of the plane. Really? Oh yeah, we were in like 45B. But the good news was we had it was a fairly large plane because they're cross country. Yeah. And we had the two seats that were by themselves, and then there was a middle that had like four or five seats, and then there was you two went on more. A big one. So we were yeah. we were a three and three both ways. Yeah, we had the, the bigger planes. The first one was hot as balls when we got on that thing. I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this a fucking sauna? Yeah. And the lady was like, it's going to cool off. And I was like, yeah, it needs to. Because I'm like, literally, <laughs> I had had drinks. Yeah. And I was sweating, you know. But uh, yeah, so you're first on, and then you watch the parade. Yeah. You get to watch everyone that's getting on the plane. Everything. But the thing is, you start to slowly see the, oh, that one's full. Clink, clink, Yeah, clink, the, the flight clink, attendants, clink, they all start by. closing. They up. start closing those overhead bins, and then it turns into that fucking yeah. just lottery of life. <laughs> turns into someone, the walking dead. It's, so, it's every man for himself. there's always the one person that will hold up the the, in the boarding line, just yeah. every angle, like it's fucking Tetris, trying to get this. Sir, sir. wheels, <laughs> wheels or handle in, sir. <laughs> Sir, well, wheels or on, handle. On both flights, Leo's like, these flight attendants are kind of like coarse, you know? And I was yeah. like, they have to be. Yeah. One, they've been doing this job. One of these ladies was like, I've been on with Delta for 37 years. And mm-hmm. I was like, she's seen it all. And at some point, I bet it's like year one. Yeah. You're like, you lose that kind of like, sir? Yeah. Sir, can I help you, sir? It's like, sir, <laughs> sir. The, the asinine thing about it, everybody's carrying on. Yeah. Because nobody wants to, to check pay $25. Well, they do it for free now. If. You check it at the gate. Because what they're saying was, we're going to run out of space. If you check mm-hmm. your bag, we won't charge you. Right. But that yeah, they, does mean you're going to have to go to baggage claim and wait for fucking 20, Yeah, they do minutes. offer that. They offer a check at the gate. Yeah. But they don't, when you're buying your ticket, they don't tell you, you can pay $25 now, mm-hmm. check your bag when you get there. Yeah. Or you can take it through security, deal with all that shit, take, mm-hmm. your, take your liquids out, blah, 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 blah. And when you get to the gate, you can check it at the gate for free. They don't advertise that. No, and I don't fly not. often enough to remember that. So we purposely pre-checked two bags 
So, I mean, largely because it's like both girls have a backpack. Kristen has a diaper bag. I flew with a uh, a garment bag. All your suits. A garment bag for my one suit. <laughs> and I and I also flew with a carry-on to have shit handy for the girls, their headphones and books and shit like that. It's like, even without the luggage, there's still like six bags between the four of us. I don't want to add two more and make the clusterfuck of security and everything else that much more complicated. No, I get it. But I'm just saying, when you're on that plane, you start to watch that circus. Yeah. Of uh, uh, You see the exasperation hit the minute mm. that person from zone three to four yeah. gets on the plane and then they're like they see they yeah, I saw one guy literally he knew and he gets on the plane and he immediately scan like, you could see the retinal scan and he eyeballed one that was not on his row yeah. but he zooms across the middle of the four seats <laughs> runs over there and slams that thing in out of my way <laughs> it was just great and there's always that one that won't give up to the yeah. point where the flight attendant sir Sir, it's not going to fit. You're sir. going to have to check that bag. And then a look of exasperation, just defeat at its most pure but comes over his face. It. Yeah, that it's or it's going to be in Hawaii yeah. when I land. And it was just beautiful. But all that being said, they could get around all that if they went back to your first bag is free. Every airline under the sun used to have first check bag is free. Well, Sa- Southwest does Southwest too. Southwest still does. Two. Every other airline used to be your first checked bag is free. And what's stupid is everybody's carrying on to not pay that, which means the baggage space on the bottom of the plane, it's fucking empty. Mm-hmm. So you have all these people with like, like, well, this is my carry-on. This is my personal item. And it says on the paperwork that I can bring another personal item. So it's like they have like three or four things and they've strapped one bag to the luggage to try and pass it off as one. It's like we could simplify all this if you just let people check bags for free again. At least the first one. Yeah. But they don't. They're like, no, we're, we we got to, you know, we're going broke, even though we're... By the way, Newman making his appearance. Yeah. Newman, who has the most impressive squealing noise when the oh. when the shaving cream Sounds can Sounds like opens. a rapture. Yeah. I love him in this, though. Your financial problems are not my... Are your problems. That's... No. <laughs> I don't ask people. Your financial problems are just that. They're your problems. I don't blame people for their mistakes. But I do ask that they pay for them. <laughs> now, uh, Dennis Nedry, great. This whole park is on the back of uh, chain Hey, speaking of Matt, Samuel I like how the, the, the marshal here, yeah. the, what's his name? I just said it. Raptor Man, I don't know. No, he was the, he was the park uh, ranger. Damn it. The guy rocking the Aussie military look. With I was going to say Matt would look like that, I bet. With the high socks and the short shorts. It's what's like his name? Hold on. Solid khaki uniform. No pants for him, though. Muldoon. 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 Bob Peck in real life. No pants for that guy. I always love that about, like, when you see, like, old World War II footage of the Australian military. It's like, yeah, we don't wear pants. Smart. doesn't matter what area of the world we're traveling to. We're a boots, knee socks, and shorts military. (laughs) How wasted. I don't think they were sending the Australians to the Italian Alps. They were fighting in, like, you know, the Myanmar, the... the, The Asiatics, the... Yeah, no, I I know, but, like, I mean, you like, I had to put signs in the ground as part of my job where we were digging signs for a property management company. We were digging holes. Doing that 27 times in a weekend, my legs were covered in mosquito bites, and and my arms, too, was like, oh, that's why why lawn care guys, even when it's 99 degrees outside, they're wearing cargo pants and long sleeves. They're protecting their limbs. There are no mosquitoes in Australia post-nuclear fallout. We know that. (laughs) 
It's one of the <laughs> well, advantages. I'm talking about World War it's II. It's one of the advantages. That's yeah. all I'm saying. You know, post-war fallout, nuclear waste, yeah. no mosquitoes. I just like when you see pictures of the military from that era. It's like shorts, short sleeve shirt, fuck helmets. Give them a hat. With a fold. With the fold. With the one fold. That's yeah. good. That's all they need. Yeah. They're tough. Yeah, they got this. They probably are. They're probably like one of the like gnarliest, toughest, most badass soldiers I, out there. I would think so. Yeah. Like we fucking, we live with snakes that try to kill you. <laughs> Like Nazis, not a big deal. Speaking of that, that like that that uh, pig story where the the boar got drunk and then attacked. And in Australia, the boar drank eighteen oh, beers yeah, yeah, yeah. and then went on a rampage, <laughs> like injured a bunch of hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Australia, he tried to eat a cow or something. <laughs> tried to fight a cow. No, back to the flight. So I watched Coco, and the demographics on the flight were, were all over the place. Not surprising from Atlanta to L.A. Mm. But I happened to be seated next seated. Sat next to two or seated Mexican or Hispanic looking fellows, and I was watching Coco. And they, I looked over, and one of them was watching my screen because mm. I think he saw the, the Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead stuff. And I yeah. don't know if he's seen Coco, maybe he has. I don't and know. He's not thinking I could turn on my screen, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> no, but he was watching my screen, and I'm watching this movie. And you know, it gets towards the end there, and I'm not trying to play ruiner, but that scene where the kid comes back, spoiler alert, yeah. Wow, same time. I gotta say, the Canadian chips, huge fan. Yeah, they're good. They're not Canadian, they're American, but that's just the number one flavor bought in, in, in Canada. It's What's called it? All Dressed All for those. You can find those at your local grocery store. When I want a chip, I, I want a chip with some flavor, but barbecue's too far. Yeah. These are sweet. They're, but they're sweet and salt. They're yeah, perfect. They're perfect. I'm telling you, they're my number one chip. They'll they're on sale at Kroger on the way home. That'll be my go-to from now on. Uh, if you stop now at Kroger, they're $2.99 right. rather than $4.29. But anyways, I'm watching Coco, and he gets to the scene where the young boy in comes back day, from... In my day, we paid a nickel for <laughs> chips, and they were plain We and didn't unsalted. call them chips. They were called crisps. <laughs> and we ate a bag, and it was about two fifty. My mother used to put Vienna sausages on Lay's potato <laughs> chips, and that was your dinner. <laughs> And we only got a bath on Fridays. We had whole milk and Viennas <laughs> with a couple crisps. Uh, My no. father drank scotch in the corner and <laughs> cried himself to sleep. Sometimes I'd find him holding a shotgun. <laughs> Never knew why. Anyways. I eventually figured it out when he shot him. <laughs> <laughs> Something about a coal mine and how he wasn't going down there again. <laughs> but now we want those jobs Clarence. back. Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's our old people impressions. They're not very good. Uh, anywho. That's exactly so, what Pawhand sounded like. Yeah, I'm sure. With a, with a, with a twinge of Cherokee in there somewhere. Ooh, but I, uh, I get, like shut up. I get to the scene where the kid comes back towards the end, and he, he is trying to get Mama Coco to remember mm. Hector, yeah, his great-great-grandfather, to keep him from disappearing. And he picks up that guitar, mm. and he, remember me. I know. And he starts singing. And uh, Leah looks over at me, and it, I, I mean, I had had some drinks a few yeah. hours before, but I was a no yeah. by no means was I even buzzing anymore. I was yeah. just, <laughs> yeah. and I was, she, are you? Yeah, you she know. didn't know. Yeah. She didn't know what was going on. She knew I was watching Coco, but she I think crying the over thought, a cartoon. The, well, that wouldn't be. Who did I marry? I mean, I, well, <laughs> shit. You should, we watched it here last night. You should have seen it. Yeah. Oh, it was a wet mess. Yeah. But she, we, she was. She said, "What's wrong?" <laughs> And I look over, and the same Mexican guy that had been watching the screen was not watching me. Like, 
what is this guy about to do? Like, I, honestly, I felt like a terrorist there for a minute. Like, <laughs> is he trying to build up the courage and he's bring, he's crying at tears because he doesn't know what's about to no, happen? No, he's looking at this gringo gets it. Yeah, this gringo. <laughs> this gringo gets it. We just, that's one for the home team. That's, we well, just, we just, welcome to the plight of my people. <laughs> <laughs> Via Pixar. <laughs> so that's one. Yeah. Pride watching Coco. Saw you out there, of course, and you were telling me about Hostiles. So on the way home, I was like, I'm going to watch Hostiles. Hostiles was great, and I want to recap what I said. I said it's a fantastic movie. Here's what you said. You said it was a fantastic movie. I remember that clearly. Yeah. And then you stated very explicitly, mm-hmm. don't get attached. There's about 37 characters. Yeah. Don't get attached to From any of them. start to finish, yeah. there's like 34 great characters. That you, that you get to be a part of in the journey with. Don't get, don't attached, get attached to, to any, any of them. Yeah. No, so I knew that going in. And of course yeah. the movies, I'd seen the previews. I, you get the idea. It's called Hostiles. Yeah. It's, it's 1890s in the Southwest. Yeah. You know you're walking into trouble. Yeah. But what you didn't say <laughs> was that maybe... Well, I don't want to spoil maybe, it. Maybe. Well, you didn't have to spoil it for me, but you could have said, listen, when you watch it, <laughs> don't watch it with Leah and her four month uh, while she's... <laughs> Holding while she's breastfeeding. While she's breastfeeding yeah. her four-month-old daughter. Yeah. So what we Leah didn't want to pay for the headphones. We only have one pair because you know how Apple fucks with you now. Every time they release a new phone, it's got some new jack. Oh, I know. I actually because of my flight to Vegas, I bought the Delta headphones and they're terrible. The they're sound awful. quality's awful. They don't block out the air. They don't fit. And my Apple earbuds only work with my eight phone, which mm-hmm. is the flat thing, right. the Fire or whatever. Yeah. So I purposely. The day before the flight, went to Target and spent $60 on two old school earbuds so that Kristen and I could have good sounding. $60? They're $29 a piece. Then what are you doing? I'm going to use them again. Maybe. It was it was worth it. I mean, I, ho- I, I don't think so. It I think was. you could have borrowed some headphones. No, it was worth it. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, that's a whole nother pod. We're going to take that. No, it was really because we both know that we're going to try and fly to New York for a short, like, couple getaway. No, to pay for those, to make it worthwhile, you're going to have to fly, like, a a businessman from here on out. Okay. But anyways, uh, you told me to watch it. We only had the one pair of headphones, so you didn't want to buy any. So we did the whole, let's just do the cute thing, and you'll just have one ear. (laughs) I spent $60. You wouldn't spend four. Well, it was $2. I, I know. I had a pair of headphones at work. Oh, oh, I had okay. an old okay. phone, the old iPhone yeah. ones that I had from so old I phone. So I spent $60, you wouldn't spend two? Yeah, I don't want to spend two. It's fucking stupid. All right, all right. Dumb. Anyways, so we did the whole cute thing. Yeah. You know, I, pre- I, turned, I picked hostiles. I, I took the right earbud. Mm. She took the left, so you don't get that huge expanse. Yeah. And we're watching that movie, and, you know, it starts, and... The lady from Gone Girl, excellent actress. Mm-hmm. I don't know her name, but she's she, in this. She was like full on nuts in the Gone Girl. Oh man, she was hot too, though. Just devious. Emily Rada, Radakowski, I, I, his girlfriend with yeah. the dark hair. Whatever, super hot. But there, you know, it starts, and of course, it's like the that lovely scene on the old home front. Yep. You got Dad out there sawing Son. the wood. She's and, and listen, I'm I'm not even gonna say. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. You're, just, you're about to be spoiled. Yeah. If you haven't seen Hostiles, go ahead and skip ahead maybe 10 minutes. I don't even know if it's 10. <laughs> but, you know, he's out there cutting the thing. And she's in there giving that spectacular grammar lesson. Yeah, I know. Like, like What's an adverb? You're watching these girls that are probably 10 and 13. And infinitely smarter than us. Yeah. Like, it's like this, like, I'm watching it going like, fuck yeah. Like, she is educating young women 
out in the, you know, western plains of early America. New Mexico. And they know more shit about grammar than I do. Oh, yeah. The stuff they were saying and the way she was doing it, I was like, yes. She's killing yes. it and she's rocking a, uh, newborn, a newborn baby. Yeah. It's just like, this woman is she, killing and it. And that house they built. Incredible. 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 You know, but then Midsaw, yeah. you know, five uh, five Comanches. Comanche. I was going to ask, do you remember what tribe they were? I do. Comanche. I knew it was the two C's. Not, the a other, good, not a good tribe. The other the other two are Cheyenne. Yeah. But uh, and, and Comanche and Cheyenne, both famously warring tribes with, with the white man. And each other. And each other. But yeah. Cheyenne kind of reeled it back at this point. They had acquiesced. More, well, they had been rounded up and basically killed off. Or imprisoned, yeah. <laughs> right. But they had also acquiesced. They said, right. all right, you all right. win. All right. Like, you we can, can have our land and we'll just, we'll just give us a casino over there and Does we're there, good. Do you have any booze? <laughs> we hear good things about I like your booze. pants. I like your pants. I'll take your pants. <laughs> the Winchester rifle's kind of cool. Gotta admit, these pants, this is pretty revolutionary. Not, you know, the saddle on the horse, not gonna lie. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Uh, I kind of wish you'd let me stay in my home, but <laughs> pants but, on a saddle. But, but, pants I, on a saddle. I don't get uh, crazy Indian butt anymore, which is probably what they called it. You know, they didn't call it monkey butt. They don't know what monkeys are, you know. It's called it Indian butt. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so then uh, five Comanche come, and well-dressed Well-dressed. And, and just warring looking, yeah. just with that black hat and the red hand angry, over the face. Yeah, angry face. They remind me of something like Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. where Saruman had the white the hand, yeah. but theirs had the, the red hand over yeah. his face. But, uh, so again, I have my wife holding a four-month-old baby girl, right. breastfeeding, mm. watching this film. And I knew it was going to get bloody, and she has no problem with that kind of like, if it's a movie, that we've, we've watched pretty, we're not like watching gore films, but we, yeah. we watch everything. Sit down and watch Hostile with Baby, or yeah. Hostile, Hostile with Baby V. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Yeah. But then to see how that, because look, they, one, couple things. For those who have seen the film, I would love to have this, and I had this discussion with Sean, because he's seen it. Yeah. Uh, take cover. Like, he just runs out. Yeah. In the open with his little rifle, clearly yeah. not a good shot. No, and just stay like stay in the house. Yeah, open that window. Stay, uh, take some, take cover. a few pop shots. Yeah, I mean he that's a that's a lever gun. If it's fully loaded, he's got somewhere between ten and twelve rounds in there. <sighs> Arguably, even if he's uh, hit one, miss one, yeah. he's got more than enough bullets to shoot five. Comanche. Sure. Aim small, miss small, too. He started yeah. firing when they were like 150 yards yeah. out. Give it Dumb time. Give it, give it time. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a movie, so they, they, this scene was already going to happen yeah. the way it happened. But in real life, one, don't stand out in the open. Stay in your house. Yeah. If you're going to tell the kids to run on, then tell them to run on and also, aim some covering fire. Contemplate the idea of just giving them your horses. Because that's what he says. Like, they're coming for the horses. Well, he, he says they're going to burn the place down, take it all, and take the horses. They were going to burn that house. Right. So they were going to lose everything. The yeah. horses were the big deal because that would have been their, you know, pathway back to society without having to trape through, to schlep yeah. through Comanche territory. But but better to schlep alive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he gets hit, and then he gets arrowed through the chest, and then, he gets and then shot again. And of course, the wife's not doing a good job of just running. Just turn your head away and hit the woods. Yeah. Okay. Chances are your husband's dead. At that yeah. point, they're like 50 yards it. away right. watching him get scalped. Yeah, and they just do it. He pulls his hair up. Yeah. Dad screams. It's it for him. They scream. Then she finally gets some sense into her. Yeah. She's got 
the baby in one hand, the daughters are on each side. They start running. Yep. So I'm thinking, all right, that was tough. Yeah. No. Nope. Well, yeah, you're thinking, well, yeah, the Comanches, they're uh, they're a civil enough to let the women run away. Right. Just take the horses at this point. No, no. No. No, no. No. And that was where I knew you fucked me. <laughs> you didn't tell. You told me not to get attached. Yeah. But you didn't tell me. I didn't want to spoil it. That's I did, the very I, beginning I, of I the know movie. I know all I would have asked for you to say, in retrospect, I would have asked for you to be like, listen, if you're going to watch on the plane, yeah. get Leah onto something else. Have her watching, like... All right, well, look, I don't know that you're going to share the movie. Kristen watched her horror movies that I can't stand, and I watched my movies that she thinks are boring. So in my mind, I'm thinking, like, why would you share a screen when there's a screen in front of every fucking seat? Because we're cheap, and we don't want to pay $2 for headphones. <laughs> Which, in retrospect, we ended up paying $2 for headphones. Because what happened was, this is where I, Okay, and yeah. she'll tell you yeah. that as the scene... And it's a horrible scene. Yeah. But as it unfolds, I'm dying laughing. Because I, was, I look over at Leah, yeah. and when she's running, the mom, she's yeah. holding the baby... And then one one daughter goes down. Yeah, she the little the little, little eight year old goes down. Just yeah. poof. and it wasn't yeah. like a uh, yeah, just no. poof. Wait. And then two seconds later, poof, yeah. the other daughter gets shot in the back. She's dead. Then she and then turns, she's just running. And, and she, she turns, turns. She sees her dead her dead daughters, and then bullet right into the baby. Yeah, yeah. It's, and you're holding out hope, thinking maybe the maybe it hit her, and she's the one bleeding, and the mm-hmm. baby's okay. See, the funny thing is, I didn't see the baby get hit. I just assumed later when she was hiding in that cave and the baby wasn't making any noise, I was like, oh, that baby's dead. Yeah. So, but even, so before she gets to that cave, mm-hmm. Leah, I look over, and this is where I'm like, <laughs> dying laughing, because I look over at her and she's just, <laughs> and she takes her one little earbud out that she had had in her, in her left ear and just flings it. It almost went into the seats in front of us. It, she threw it so hard that almost my, this my, movie. my earbud almost came out. <laughs> and she has this yeah. look of total like, <laughs> it's, why? Why did you do this? What are you doing? Like I had done yeah. this on purpose. It's not a movie for your moms. <laughs> and I, I am dying laughing. <laughs> so someone probably thought I was. A, if someone was watching the screen yeah. behind me, like on that one flight well, to Paris, a sociopath up here with his wife and kid. <laughs> well, like on that flight to Paris when I watched the uh, the, the Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. and that girl's getting just straight dick down, and I turn around, and that guy's looking over my shoulder at the screen. I was like, it's right, man. Right? <laughs> I knocked him up, you know. Yeah. But now somebody would look at him and be like. Look at this fucking sociopath. Yeah. He's watching the, the first He's scene. He's laughing of, at dead children. Yeah, like what the hell? But I, I, I paused it and I just, I couldn't, I, I'm sure people on the plane thought I was a crazy person because I was literally <laughs> dying laughing. The guy behind you is like, hey man, what are you watching? Like, hostiles. <laughs> it's a good one. The baby just got murdered. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch it. It's like the first 15 minutes. Holy shit. I'm gonna need another scotch over here. <laughs> So, uh, just nurse, her, I'm sorry, flight attendant. Her reaction was just yeah, so visceral. Yeah, and and I just knew that like if we had watched this eight months ago, no problem. Yeah, well, there might have been because she was pregnant, but just but in that moment, I was just kept thinking, fucking Brit. He told me it was gonna be brutal, but yeah. you you don't think a it's, family of a family of five. Yeah. And mostly kids, is yeah. it, and just the way it went. Well, yeah, I mean, you've never seen that. I'm sorry, that was like you, you, you know. Well, I mean, maybe you have, but I'm saying like, but in a, in a mainstream film, yeah, to have within five minutes of the credits opening, yeah, you just watching a dead kid, dead, dead kid, kid, dead, dead baby, kid. <laughs> dad dead, baby's dead, yeah, two two daughters dead, mom's covered in blood, hiding in a cave, a Comanche woman's entire up. life is gone in and a now span she, of. A minute and a half. And her home has been burned to the ground. She has no means of travel. 
her her arguably arguably her provider in life her husband is dead and scalped on the ground and her children that she was just teaching adverbs to are dead yeah they don't she's need now, adverbs she's now alone and familyless in, in the middle in of New Mexico nowhere. and Comanche Tuck. Now, having said that, and I know we're actually supposed to be doing Jurassic Park. Sounds more like a hostile, uh, hostiles well, that's, podcast. Well, that's not free on anything yet? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, what we'll do is when it is free, we'll turn on hostiles. And have Lee's, and, and we'll, we'll just hold talk. Lee's eyeballs open. No, we'll put on hostiles and then we'll just talk a shitload about Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> but the, the thing about that, and in retrospect, because Leah, what was funny was she couldn't, she didn't, she was disgusted and yeah. just horrified. But she couldn't turn away. Yeah. Every few minutes, I look over there, and she'd have she would have turned back, and then yeah. she she looks at me, and this is my favorite part. But two, three minutes after she had thrown the, the thing, and it, the scene had definitely changed. Yeah. She, she, she did the baby make it? <laughs> and I go like, oh yeah, <laughs> baby's fine. Baby's great. Baby's fine. Baby's yeah. Great. They she went to live in a in a uh, another farm, <laughs> another family. <laughs> Uh, it's a the different. Comanche. I mean, it sounds bad. <laughs> they took the baby, but it's kind of like it dances with, with wolves thing. And now the baby's gonna she'll be, be called, raised. She'll Comanche. be called stands with fist, and yeah. then later she'll meet Kevin Costner. It all works out. Yeah. No, she's she's, she's gonna be she's fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. She. And the look of my family. I mean, Leah knew. I was like, no, baby's baby's fine. Baby's good. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. It's he's he's buried right there next to his sisters and his dad. <laughs> That uh, their mom really sadly tried to dig holes for. That, her so that do. so that's the thing when the when she tries to. I actually like the psychology of that scene mm. where you have you have uh, Christian Bale's character. Yeah, Joe. I think it was. Uh, I think I it was Joe. <laughs> but great character. Awesome. Really, I, Bale's done great work, in especially his career. over the span of that movie because they really like. They touch on it in Dances with Wolves, and if you know your history, you know that like early American settlers. In that they hated, hated Native Americans. Oh, sure, like violent, like 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 even more than like uh, segregationist white people hated blacks in the 1960s. Well, in Southern America, they like were like we're gonna and this murder gets, as this, many this as get, we can. But this gets to the point I was gonna originally make. They they might have hated them. Some of them might actually have understood a little bit and said yeah. like we are on their land. There was yeah. that person. But, but then you do have like the stoner from uh, Days and Confused, who's like, "This is terrible what we're doing." Yeah, and but they touch on that in this film. Yeah. But what what I was saying was they they might and, and this is in reality not movie they might have hated them, but they hated them differently than say 1860s Natchez Mississippi. Right. They didn't really hate them. They were in control of them. They were scared of them. Right. But had there been random like, you know tribalistic nighttime raids right nightly weekly monthly mm. of black slaves coming in and just ripping people apart right. that'd be a different right you, you, well, yeah, these, the, the, you, you didn't have these people enslaved these people would come as you just saw right kill your entire family take everything you own yeah and then just disappear right but the story arc of Christian Bale's character who has to escort a Cheyenne chief back to his homeland <laughs> in Montana <laughs> A man who, in the middle of like a war, he saw like scalp and and gut like from stem to stern. <coughs> his best friends in the military. Mm-hmm. He's been assigned the the duty of escorting a cancer ridden, no longer able to fight Cheyenne chief. Yellow, 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 yellow tail, yellow, yellow something, yellow <laughs> chief tuna of yellow tail. Yeah, that was him. 
It was uh, Yellow Yellow Hawk. Yellow, Yellow Hawk. I think that was Yellow it. Hawk. He has to escort him back to Montana, and he's like, "Fuck this guy! This guy literally gutted some of my closest friends." Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna. But his story arc, as they get closer to Montana and deal with more and more bullshit, and this guy dies, and that guy dies, and this guy dies, and that guy dies. Like, this is not a, a spoiler alert. But Just you know that when you watch like, Hostiles, everyone yeah, dies. Yeah, don't get attached to anyone. Anyone. Yeah. It, like, even when they finally get to the Buffalo Valley. See, I, that, that was that great false ending. Yeah. Where I thought, like, okay. They're going to, they bear the... Uh, <laughs> Let's try to give somebody some fun in this movie. But you, let's just say there's a point towards towards yeah. the end where you're like, it's a lovely scene. Yeah. The cutaway is perfect. The the oh, the cinematography. That thing should win so Academy good. Awards. I want to watch it again on Me a screen too. that's not in the back of a head, headrest. All, that my other problem was I'm definitely going to watch it when it gets to HBO. Yeah. Because uh, I tell the you sound what, quality, even in regular mm-hmm. Apple iBuds. Yeah. One, I always watch films with. Uh, Close caption, always. Doesn't matter if it's English try, or British. I'm the or whatever. same way. I try not to. I'll watch it the first time without. Me, I'll watch it the first time without. But in this one in particular, there's a lot of scenes where I really wished I'd had it because yeah. that scene towards the beginning, right after the crazy opening, when him and that bearded lieutenant of his. That's the stoner from Days and Confused. Is it? Yeah, Slater, the guy with the long hair. Wow. Also, also Empire Records, who st- takes the money to Atlantic City. His name is um, Rory up. Cochran, I think. I gotta look this up. I think that's his real name. Um, the guy from Breaking Bad, the young guy from Breaking Bad that kills the kid, is never uh, watched Breaking Bad. You know uh, that. Well, the the mustached younger guy that lives a little bit longer and ultimately gets shot by Ben Foster. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Ben Foster's chained up to the tree. He's coughing real bad, and so the guy's like, "All right, I'll I'll set you free for a second And then he gets into a bad fight and ultimately dies from it. Yeah, that guy's name is I'm pretty sure Rory Cochran. Yeah, that's him. Wow. He's come a long way since Days and Confused. Seriously. What a beard on that guy. He was in Black Mass. Yeah. He was the the second in command that watched. He let, uh, what's his name, the the really bad guy in Black Mass choke out his girlfriend for getting locked up. That's crazy. Black Mass, not that great. Not great, but it's definitely got some part. He was in Argo, too. What was he in Argo? Yeah, he was in Argo. That's right. I forget that. Argo's a fantastic film. Don't think it deserved to be best picture, but a fantastic film. What's funny... With in an effort not to spoil it, the the old man from The Walking Dead that with the ponytail that at some point ends up being one legged, he's the he's a guy he's Maggie's dad he has the farm you know what I'm talking about <coughs> what movie in The Walking Dead mm. he's the he's the guy near the end that you're like fuck this guy yeah I haven't seen him in anything since The Walking Dead and in The Walking Dead he's like the wise old softy that you tear up a little bit over when he finally dies off of the series. And then you see him in Hostiles, and you're like, this fucking guy, yep. this fucking asshole. He got arrested for DUI here in Georgia. I could see that. It was a big, it was a big deal. I could see that. Not but a big deal. I mean, he... I don't want to spoil the ending, but how great is the ending when Christian... The very ending? Yeah, when, when he just... Yeah, 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 it was beautiful. It's like, oh, yes! Because you knew, like, one, my thought was, you can't send her there yeah. to where they were going, Chicago. right. You can't send her there with a, a Cheyenne, a Cheyenne kid. kid that doesn't speak English. Speaks no English. One, when they get to Chicago, gonna be like, uh, arguably at that time in America, miss, one of the most. You're r- going to be a whore from now on. <laughs> you, we're going to kill you, kid, Cheyenne kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you make your way over there to the whore area and you come with me, me and some drunk cowboys. We're going to murder you in the street over here. 
If you guys were ever traveling. Ooh, we're going to rape you first, though. <laughs> Quick thing. You're going to live long enough yeah. for us to get our rape fantasies on a little Cheyenne kit. Yeah. If you guys were ever traveling with a captain in the U.S. military, you should have stayed with him. Yeah. Like, um, retired at this point. <laughs> has seen everything. Yeah. Uh, no, but, like, when they... When they are fuck it, let's spoil it. Like when they are parting ways at the end, I'm like, why are why are you leaving these people? Like, where are you gonna go? You, you have nothing to do. Yeah. Where are you literally gonna you, go? You have you're, a fancy new suit and gonna, a bowler hat. Oh, I know. Cool. I loved you're, it. He looks so good. You got good. a new look. You're out of your dress blues. All right. She's a widow. Let me ask you this. You've been through hell together. Enough about that. The film itself. Would you prefer to live like as you are now in mm. 2018? But if that was like the common dress. Would you like that? Yeah, I could hang. I could handle that. Dude, give me a bowler hat and one of those nice suits yeah. all day. Now it's gonna get hot here. Yeah, but I would do it. Well, you know what he's wearing in that in that shot there is probably the best version of 1890s tweed, right? Yeah, tweed is what you often see. It's either in a herringbone style or it's flecked. Yeah, they make. It's very popular in in Italy. They make a linen tweed. Sure. So you can accomplish that same rustic, earthy brown look. But with linen. But it's going to breathe. Like my pants at the wedding. Yeah. Amazing. So you can you can dress that way in the South and stay very comfortable. And then you can just pivot to regular old wool tweed when the weather changes and, and never change your look up. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I'm going to be able to take Jurassic Park, the film that we have totally... this. I, I actually thought this would happen. I mentioned it to Sean today. I was like, is it too big? <laughs> is this movie just too famous for us to pod? And I think it probably is. But I'm going to take Jurassic Park and I'm going to tie it into t- to hostiles and the point that I was trying to make 15 minutes ago. The dinosaurs are hostile. I'm right there with you. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Not where I was going. <laughs> oh, okay. But nice. What I'm going to say is, and this is my point, if you build a house, mm-hmm. a lovely house, yeah. but if you build a house in 1892 New Mexico in uncharted territory yeah. on what is essentially Indian land. Dumb move on your part. And you don't make preparations, some kind of booby trap. Yeah. That, like, you could pull a lever and, like, pfft, something pops up yeah, and knocks no, an like, Indian off if their that's horse. that's me, or, I'm digging a 10-foot wide, 6-foot deep yeah. trench. Yeah. Like, and a half-mile radius <laughs> well, you don't, around you my don't, house. You don't do a half-mile. Like, I'm going to be so fucking ripped. <laughs> but I will, look, what I would have done. the digging. What I would have done, <laughs> seriously, you'd be like the... Just huge. My, but my thing was, if you if you're gonna do that, mm. you you've taken on that risk. Yeah. If you're gonna build a dino, if you're gonna genetically build dinosaurs yeah. and put them on an island with what I would call, in retrospect, not pretty much minimalistic security. If yeah. one fat Newman, no, no, they got they've got a fence. <laughs> if one fat Newman can can yeah. bring down your system with one little bug, you've not done your job. If there's not multiple points of redundancy that don't have T Rex paddocks yeah. being turned off, you've not done your job. Well, case in point. So you, that's let me finish. That's what I'm saying. You've taken that risk. Yeah. If you're going to build the Dino Park and the shit goes southward, it should be expected. If you're yeah. going to build this 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 lot, this beautiful home in the middle of Comanche territory, and yeah. you're not taking because, like you said, with the, your your moat. Yeah. Right? Typically, not to get all historian on you, but moats were not really there to trap anybody. They were just more preventative, like, don't come in here. Yeah. Because, you know, this is a moat. Right. No, I'm picturing a waterless, bear trap style Just moat. something that a horse can't run into. Yeah. Right? And I would, I would hide it with leaves. Well, I, that's when the Comanches one. come running, you just watch them drop. <laughs> And then you can go up there, right up there and, just pop, and pop, they're pop. all like broken and mangled and their horses are on top of them and just bang, 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 bang. 
and you cut their heads off, put them on a pole right there, and be like, clearly that guy out. had never played Age of Empires. You have to have preventative measures here. <laughs> well, the fucking Titanic had lifeboats. Yeah, not enough. <laughs> no. Are we going into Titanic now? I'd love to. <laughs> well, but if we're going to do that, we need to take we'll a WFUCK break here and have a little drink. But you, you see my point. And that's why, yeah. even when I watch the film... I, Everyone that loves film watches them and always finds that like, yeah, but that's dumb because you would have done this or that. Yeah. But in that scene, it, that's why it, and I think Leah could attest to it if she mm. wants to. Yeah. The reason she was upset, and not just because she was breastfeeding a four-month-old four baby, mm-hmm. because it did feel really real. There was nothing yeah. about that scene that was like, that's just the movies. Yeah. You like watch that, like yeah, that shit happened. Like you yeah. said, like they really hated these people, and they they had a reason. They never yeah. stopped to ask, hey, maybe we shouldn't move onto these people's land. Yeah, it was just manifest destiny, buddy, baby. Like my friend wants to. Let name- me uh, show you my Bible real quick. By the way, do you know? Uh, <laughs> and explain to you why I actually get to live here now. <laughs> this will explain everything. Take this new the St. James Bible. No, the uh, Skip Medaver mm. is. I don't know if you know this, but if y'all have another kid. Call up Skip, because he is the best at alternative baby names I've ever met. <laughs> I've told him he should write an alternative baby name book. Okay. When we found out we were pregnant, we were talking about names, and he was like, I got a few. And I was like, hit me. I didn't call him Skip at that point. It was right. just his real name. By the way, he's like, I hope my mom never catches on to this podcast. <laughs> and I was like, don't worry, bro. We've already sent her a copy. <laughs> but uh, She's going to get a cassette. He had a bunch. He had Jagged. I like that one, Jagged. Uh, Frontier, which believe it or not, really caught on. A lot of people, when I mentioned that, like, you know, I kind of like that. Yeah. Frontier. George Costanza wanted the name of Seven, Seven, which is a good name. Yeah. If you ask me. But my favorite of his when he was just rambling in the skin. Frontier Hickman. Frontier Hickman. It works. Yeah. If you had a boy, Frontier Hickman works. I don't know what you call him. Tier. Tier Hickman. Fronty. Fronty. But the other one, one more recent, another friend of ours that we used to work with, she got pregnant and we were going down baby names. Her. Her last name, her last name was Ogan before she got married, so it didn't really work anymore. We, I was like, it's clear, Hulk Ogan. Yeah, Hulk. I was gonna say, but uh, we had a lot. We were going or back. Terry, <laughs> Terry Balea, <laughs> Terry Balea Ogan. Uh, but the one that I liked the most that he came up with on that thread was Manifest Destiny Ogan. I was like, you're gonna name your kid Manifest Destiny. He really would. Yeah. He would name his kid Manifest Destiny. Well, what's that basketball player's name? Uh, Meta World Peace. Well, he changed it. It was. Just, I know. Uh, well, he made it up just like Skip Medaver made, made these up. But Skip Medaver, he. I want to give a shout out to old Skip. Skip Medaver. He was. He, well, he's talking about. I wouldn't fuck the Owen Wilson, but I wouldn't really say. Or, no, it was Tom Hardy. It's like I right. wouldn't let Tom Hardy fuck me. But uh, I, I wouldn't fight I would, too I hard. Wouldn't fight too hard. <laughs> what are you doing, Tom Hardy? All right, go, <laughs> just finish. He's <laughs> like, no. I, I like what he's like. Who would you fight? If you're gonna fuck Marlon Brando, who would you fuck? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, he put me on the spot. Luke Wilson, like, hold on, what kind of Luke Wilson? We're talking like Bottle Rocket? Like, well, yeah, because then you get Owen Wilson, yeah. too. That was a, a fun segment. Dude, if you fucked the, the Wilson brothers, respect. Major props, bro. <laughs> Skip Medaver was, he had a really good, you know, the best part of that whole thing, and I told somebody today, you know, all the work people were like, yeah, hey, I heard you saw Jamie. I was like, yeah, yeah, I saw Jamie, because they love him, they miss him. Yeah. And, uh. Does he live in Redondo? He, he, lives in, he actually lives in uh, Newport. Okay. Which is about 45 minutes with no traffic away from where we were. Which is everywhere in that town. Pretty much. Uh, he came over and watched the World Cup two days later. We had a good time. Got more big. That was the morning. I was like, you know what? It's eight. I'll get that. Give me. Th- let me say, like, 
I have heartburn problems. Do you have a bagel that would like, really test this new <laughs> anti-pill strategy? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the pastrami Reuben yeah. bagel. Oh, kraut. Extra, extra kraut. I noticed that one doesn't have any cream cheese. Can you add cream cheese to that? But anyways, he, uh, he has a good time. They were asking about him. I said, the seating... It was it was fixed seating at the ceremony, right. which I didn't expect, and I was a little bit concerned because I had told Jamie like, "Of course you can sit with us. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you're already crashing, even though my sister knew crashing a yeah. wedding." And um, he was like, he got there, and I was like, "Oh, it's, it's, you know, fixed seating." Yeah. And Taylor comes up and says, "Hey, this seat right here doesn't have any name on it. Mm. Front row, <laughs> next to my parents." <laughs> I didn't see that. You That's didn't see great. that? No. So he texted me and another buddy we used to work with. Uh, we don't work there anymore either, but he te- we are all very close. And he, he texted on the group chain. And he, we're at the wedding. The ceremony is about to start. And he says, I'm at Austin's sister's oh, wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fr- during the ceremony. I thought yeah. you were talking about the reception. No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, I did it's see that. Front, front row. Front row next yeah. to my parents. And he says, I'm at Austin's wedding, and I have a better seat than he does to his sister's wedding. <laughs> and he did. It's true. Front row. Yeah. So Skip Madaver really had the time of his life that <laughs> night. He couldn't drive his own car home. We had to, Leah well, had clearly. to, Leah had to drive his car back to my parents' place. We blew up the inflatable mattress, and he slept in between Taylor and I, and we watched some something on TV. I can't remember, but. As you do. Yeah. He ended up, he had no clothes. He had to wear my shorts and which were far too big. Yeah. It was kind of comical. He's a thin man. He was. It was comical to watch him wear these huge, like, <laughs> yeah. parachute green shorts that he had to hold up while he was walking to his car. And the funny thing was, I was running low on clothes, so I was like, you have to come back. <laughs> like, I need these shorts like, back. Please come back and watch the World Cup because I don't have clothes. I've been that guy before. I just, I go to sleep in my underwear, and then I pop that shirt and pan on the next day. He didn't have shirt and pan. It was a damn suit. Like, are you going to throw a suit and tie back on? No, you just put your pants and your shirt, shirt back on, throw the jacket in the back seat. Don't think I don't know, but I'm just saying it was a, it really was a blast. And we'll definitely, Skip Medaver had a fantastic time. Because the funny thing was, I get texts from, we have some super fans that I work with now. Right. And we actually mentioned his name on the podcast. I'm supposed to whisper it in someone's ear, and apparently I just said it. Alan. Yeah, Alan. Big super fan. But he texted me. Alan. The, Alan. <laughs> he t- oh, by the way, I wanted to read you this. It's uh, last night. Um... This is what I told you. I guess you couldn't see because of the uh, because of the uh, fact that his page must be private. But it, this is Alan and his young son Everett, and I just posted on. Alan has this pension when he drives. He does back in the day when he did a lot of delivery. He's still on the road all the time, mm. but he doesn't listen to music. <clears throat> this man sits like a serial killer in his car, <laughs> with no music, yeah. no radio. I guess I guess the yeah ten and two. I guess the the uh, we should. This is Alan Series shout out because I know you're actually a super fan. You 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 wait for these things every week. But he said I said uh, I I just kind of talked because there's E easy E playing in this car and I was like oh he drives like his old man. Hopefully though he will listen to something while driving, not just sit in silence like a serial killer or his dad. <laughs> and it, you know, I got some laughs, and then Alan responds, "Nah, man, I've changed my ways. The laugh man and the golden voice are on repeat everywhere I go." <laughs> nice. So I tried to tag you, but like I said, I guess it just doesn't work if you're on uh, yeah someone's private page. But yeah, he's a super fan. But he 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 texted me when I, got, I on the plane. Of course, I went in airplane mode. I I used to like to fuck with it and say nothing's gonna happen, and nothing yeah. ever does because the lady in the seat next to me never turned that shit on. <laughs> but uh, just texting away. Oh, having a blast and in coordinates. Yeah. <laughs> 
planning her attack. <laughs> but uh, I got home and boom, boom, boom. We got like 48 te- text messages. One of them was a group chain that I was like, I don't even need to be in this. But the other one was from Alan and it just said, uh, I, to paraphrase, Skip Medaver just made my fucking day. You did send me that text. Yeah, I, I showed you that. And, uh, you know, he's a big fan. Skip Medaver definitely made a lot of people's day. I uh, I don't want to forget to say this back on the hostiles and Come Jura- on back. Jurassic Park. Yeah, combo. let's just combine this. What's the title of this one going to be? I don't know. Hostiles. <laughs> but Utah. If you're that guy and you see five angry Comanches coming at you, mm-hmm. it's like fucking you're shit out of luck. Run inside. Tell your wife to throw the able-bodied kids in the wagon. Mm-hmm. You know, hook, hook the horses up as quickly as you can. Yeah. If you can, grab that baby yeah. and haul ass away from your house. Sure. And shoot on the run. Yeah. Worst case scenario, maybe they take you out and you fall, and now they're going to stop at you and arrow you and scalp you. But your wife and kids can still haul ass away in the wagon. Yeah. No. And they can go back and burn your house to, like... Here, I see your point, but my, and that gets back to what I'm saying. Run. They didn't seem to have a plan. No, they had no escape. But that does what? That's the part. That's the whole. I'll call it what it is. It's a hole. Yeah. Because to me, it strikes me that if I, again, if I built a house in Comanche country in 1892 in yeah. northern New Mexico, yeah, I'd have a plan. Yeah. Shit, my parents have a bug out bag. Yeah. In their Jeep, <laughs> they have a plan. They live in California. If something shit, if if a major earthquake hits or something happens, yeah. they have something. Yeah. You know, but I told him, I was like, I saw your bug out bag. Look, a lot of dills, like dildos. What are you doing? Why is that part of the bug out plan? <laughs> my dad, well, you never can. You, know, you got to be prepared for all things. Uh, you bite off and you fight off. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever been smacked with a 10 inch dog? It hurts a lot. I once knocked out a Frenchman with this thing. You can threaten them with rape. Yeah. But they just didn't seem to have a yeah, plan. Yeah, there's no plan. And to your point with Jurassic Park, like, you can't get on an airplane with more than three ounces of liquid, Mm-mm. but Jurassic Park with massive, multi-story tall, man-eating, killing machines, like, eh, fence. Fence will do it, right? That's all we need. <laughs> we'll electrify it. Well, there, I, I, to their, well, <laughs> the caveat there was they built it on an island that's yeah. kind of like a permanent fence. Yeah. The dinos but, aren't going to go anywhere. But the plan is for people to come there. Yeah. And like, all you got to do is watch Jurassic Park 3, the one you don't like, and you see the, the giant T-Rex hybrid thing. By the way, for just those who have its seen, head through the fence. For those who have seen all these movies, the Golden Voice thinks that Jurassic Park 3, or no, 2, mm-hmm. is worse than Jurassic World. No, I say Jurassic World is worse than all three of oh, them. Oh, right, right, All right. the first three. That's so stupid. With Chris Pratt and his fucking, my raptors are my buddies. It's like, I, Is I, that your only beef? Yeah, because it's a huge plot point. He gets on a motorcycle and goes on a hunting spree with raptors, and they're just on board because they have, they have lasers attached to their heads. And it's just like, you're... This is so dumb. <laughs> I mean, I guess I see your point, but to say that it's wor- worse than two or three yeah. is just mind. Yes, because in two and three, the dinosaurs have have are not being controlled by an alpha male. I don't think they're. I don't think. I mean, 
Look, that's the whole premise of I his get it. Get of his I know. Thing. He's the modern day Australian guy. No. He's the raptor guy. <laughs> he's the modern day Muldoon. But, but he's just figured out how to control them with lasers on their heads, and they're his. They're his. <laughs> All I wanted guys. was raptors with freaking laser beams on their <laughs> they're, heads. They're his. They're his Jurassic Park biker gang. Like we're gonna go hunt this giant. Uh, T-Rex raptor hybrid that corporate uh, look, I, asked I, us I, to I'm, make. I'm fine to disagree on this. <laughs> I, I, Jurassic Park 3 was an absolute, just a joke. And you can pull out the, William H. Macy was in it. And I'll throw T. T. Leone was in it too. Yeah. 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 Garbage. And Sam Neill. And yeah. Pollux Troy. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it was, you had a raptor talking to, to Sam Neill in a dream. The shit was ridiculous. It's like the... It's the worst. It's just as ridiculous it, as what look, I'm complaining. In about. Jurassic Park two, at least that had Jeff Goldblum as the lead. Oh yeah, no, being it goes funny from best to worst. One, two, three, four. No, <laughs> have you seen the newest one? The one that's in theaters right now. Is it still in theaters? Well, I don't know, but no. Are you waiting to? I couldn't do it. Jurassic World didn't strike me. It was I'm. I'm not here saying. Yeah, I'm not well, advocating that Jurassic World is a good movie. No, I'm just I saying didn't. that it's not even remotely as bad as three. No, I didn't go see You're, it. You've, you've cherry-picked this one. And I, I get it that it's a big beef for you. This That's whole like half the movie. Controlling the, no, it's not. It's controlling the Raptors. But I'm, is that, like, in your realm of possible? is it totally impossible? These are genetically engineered animals. We're talking, one, it's a false premise across the board. But yeah. these are genetically engineered animals. If he had had them when they were young, mm-hmm. played with them, gave them a click, click. We had one of those for him for about two days before he was like, yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> But the, one of those little clickers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that, maybe he is the alpha. Maybe that was what they thought and learned. I think and if, even then they test him. I think if Sam He's never Neil, truly the alpha. I think if Sam Neill was in Jurassic World, he would have looked at Chris Pratt <laughs> and he would have spit on him. <laughs> so, you dumb motherfucker. Do you know how many times I have been to islands like this <laughs> and survived this shit? Yeah. You cannot control these things. They're going to eat you the minute those lasers on their heads yeah. short circuit. Nobody should be here. Yeah. And that's the thing I love about all the movies. Like in the third one, when they're in the plane and they're like, we're going to land down here. It's like, you cannot land this plane. They're like, Dr. Grant, it'll be fine. We have mercenaries with yeah. guns. Yeah. Come here. I want to get a different opinion on this. Like, well, it'll be fine. We have mercenaries with guns. We have uh, we have the the mousekeeper from Green Mile. We'll, we'll be fine if we land. We won't plane. keep much of your time. It's okay. And he's like, "What's you, wrong? You, you cannot land this a, plane." Or eat a chip witch while holding a baby. I can hold her if you want to eat a chip witch. Mm. You want to hold the baby? Is that a dessert or is that a potato chips and bread? Hey, can he no, ha- no. can he have dessert. just cut one of those? He wants a little bit of the baby. other one. You don't have to give me one. I'm they're just doing very, No, 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 no I'll do another. Bourbon like, and Coke's my dessert. They're, they're very really big. enormous. I can't eat yeah. a whole one. Have, have a bite. They're very good. Can you, you've seen all but the new yes. uh, Jurassic Park. Yes. Can you rank them? Can you give us? So, so, <laughs> one through four, <laughs> best through to four, worst. Best to worst. So, oh, is four the most recent one, the Chris Pratt one? Yes. Okay, so two and three, I haven't seen in over 10 years. Okay. So well, let's just I take it with what you know, on your feel. Well, the first one, of course, is the uh, best. Of course, number okay. one. That's, that's, I think that's consensus. There's, mm-hmm. You're yeah. not going to find that I anywhere. I mean, you know. I would love to. I would love to meet the assholes. Like, no, bro. <laughs> Two world. was way better Lost than one. World, bro. <laughs> it, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, Vince Vaughn, say no more. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is Goldblum. always going to be. Well, there, he's, he's, he's pretty much all in know. all of them, no, except for three. In, he's not in the fourth one. He's not in the he's fourth not, one. He is in this new one, though. That's he's the in the thing. new one. Yeah. Uh, that'd be the only Yeah, he's not in. All right. So, so three or four. Give her a chance. The fourth one was, it was 
good. It was well executed. This, I mean, it was it was an interesting take. I liked it all right. I, but you know, it's 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 good. I uh, you know, Chris Pratt, super hot. So you're giving four credit just for the Pratt hotness. It's an interesting storyline. I like I like the way they went with it. Like the way they took it. But I think if we're talking about like after this happened, there's no way they would have gone on with Jurassic World or Jurassic. They would. So you're taking it outside. Jurassic. You're looking at it from the realistic point of view. Like once this happened, that would have been the happened. end. Yeah. Of right. Jurassic Although World. some rich guy who really doesn't care about anything but making money and there are plenty of those good burp. in good burp. this day and age we know that that was we a tpto it. burp from baby vivian right there yeah we've <laughs> seen that right we know there's a bunch of rich ass that sure. assholes that don't care about and that's what i was going to counter that argument with was just because this happened there would be somebody that would say well wait a minute wait a minute do you think people i think would, i can control think raptors many people would really <laughs> still go knowing well Th- that okay. So if you're looking at take it, take your children, but, your whole family. Okay, but we have to. If you're going by the storyline, you have to you have to keep an open mind here because these people signed NDAs. They said nothing about the island. Only Ian Malcolm came back and made a stink. Right. And even then, he was discredited. Okay. People thought this guy's telling a bunch of fucking lies. They didn't even believe that the dinosaur. Some of these people didn't even believe that Jurassic Park was real. Yeah. yeah. Let alone that people died. Yeah. Because right. to get settlements for those who did die, they had to sign NDAs that say that these people died in freak accidents, falling off cliffs, whatever. No, it was a heart attack building a soccer stadium. Yeah, exactly. They See, went. They went the Qatari method. Nice recall. Details from number two and three that I don't remember at all because it's been. Well, those are. I'm actually getting a little bit. Uh, well, and I actually, I'm getting a little nerdy here because in the books, in the book. push your glasses up. I don't remember <laughs> the. I don't remember the. Is it just me? Or are my glasses getting smaller and my scarves getting bigger? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't remember the premise of two. Like I know why they are on the island in three. I don't okay. remember the premise of two. So in two, there was they. Elaborate. There was actually two islands. This is right. East and they're on the Lar. they're on the second island. In right. Three. They go to this. Right. And the second uh, island is also featured in two. Okay. And that was where they the actually little dinosaurs. That is where the, that was the uh, quote unquote. That was the manufacturing plant. Right. Right. So two was like where they they did the work. Isla Nublar was going to be the the pres the presentation. It's kind of like reminds me of Schindler's. I'm not good at the work. The work. I'm here for the presentation. <laughs> really digging your hand movements. I know. She loves it. She loves loves Schindler's List. She loved it. Loves a good rom-com. You were making out during (laughs) Schindler's List. You were making out. It had been weeks. Anyways, so two, that was where they go to, to, Hammond sends them there because the animals had basically, what was the the thing that, that they were denying them? In this movie, the uh, it was a it's a the chromosome an enzyme. No, they were design, de- denying them some sort of chromosome so they would only be female. That was the no, original. They were denying them that yeah, but there's something we're missing here. That's why I'm saying I don't remember the premise of two at all. I know that the premise of three is a kid is parasailing around the island with his stepdad. The parasail ends up crashing into the island and now there's a rescue mission to go get them off Dinosaur Island. All right. Well, what I'm saying too is that Hammond sends them there to observe because the animals had found a way to find that enzyme or that protein, whatever it was, right. in nature and become, that kept them from being... That, from di- Lysine. Okay. Lysine. That's what they yeah. needed because otherwise if they didn't get... Life li- found a way. Right. If they didn't get the lysine from the scientists, they would either, they would go into a coma and die. Mm. That was like their controlling mechanism. If, we, if they don't get lysine from us... They die. Yeah. It's another control. We're going, for for all the episodes of The Sopranos we didn't touch on, 
we're going really fucking deep <laughs> on the science of Jurassic Park one through four. Well, we talked about hostiles and planes. Yeah. And, and I thought that's boarding. why you were calling Leah in here. Jurassic Park, though, to make you think, like, isn't that really like the? Well, that was Crichton's. That that was Crichton's mission, but I, know, I think exactly. the, the end game became <laughs> dinosaurs. Look at Chris Pratt. You know, well, as much, I'll tell you one yes. thing. I'll tell you one thing. As much as you hated Chris Pratt controlling raptors, mm-hmm. which he didn't in the I end. In the end, he didn't. Yeah, in the in, in the in end, the end they it became, went south on him. Yeah, but they ended up being heroes by taking out the whatever that big raptor was that created. Uh, right. Which but is kind it, of the exact opposite of the first one, because in the first one, the T-Rex swoops in and is like, fuck these raptors. Yeah, yeah. It definitely reversed yeah. itself. Yeah. But the T-Rex is always the hero, even yeah. in, even in, in four. But while you hate the raptors being controlled by Chris Pratt, my least favorite scene from four is Bryce Dallas Howard running in heels. Yeah, running, running in heels. She's the red-haired girl. Yeah, she's the main yeah. lead. And she's got... She, so you remember, in four... It's the same T Rex. So when it came time for fe- when it came time for feeding, this she would- dog's been sad eyeing me for like half an hour. He's not feeling well. What's the matter, buddy? Tummy hurts. Tummy hurts. But if you remember in four, when it came time for feeding with the goat, they'd pull the flare because that's what the T Rex remembers from this. Right. The flares. So they throw a flare. T-Rex. Ian freeze. Yeah. Ian. What well, is it? The same T Rex. Yes. No. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, absolutely. They, where do they keep it? I don't know. Where did it stay? Well, I know this. The T-Rex in Jurassic Park 3 dies because the the mutant T-Rex thing that can see movement snaps its neck like it's in the very beginning wait, of the movie. Wait a minute. What are you... The, in Jurassic Park 3, they have that... Oh, the Allosaurus. Yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah like that the, was a different T-Rex. Yeah, the, yeah it snaps the T-Rex it neck. Yeah, there were, there, there, there were multiple T-Rexes. They're running from it. They finally get away. They move the bushes, and there's a corpse of a dinosaur, and then the T-Rex, the T-Rex rises up. rises up, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and, and Dr. And the, Grant says, nobody move, and they all run away. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> It's like, he's the fucking expert you brought here. Maybe you listen to what he says. That is a, that is a keyhole. You brought this guy because he knows the island. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard trying to lure the T-Rex in to come help fight the, uh, what was the name of that bad dinosaur? I don't know. And four. You you know who we talked about him before the mercenary that's crying on the runway. Yeah. You know who that is. Yeah. He's the dumb guy from Stripes. Sure. He's he's the guy they're gonna rely on to get well, them through the. You're, you're, that, let's keep this on point. <laughs> all right. But like, uh, don't trust the dinosaur expert. Go with the dumb guy from Stripes. I'm gonna look this up because it's must, gonna bother. Oh, me. he's also in vacation. You must got you must got manure <laughs> for brains. <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> you must got you're real dumb. You must got manure for brains. Like I put di- I bet I put into Google but bad dinosaur and the first thing that comes up is bad dinosaur tattoo. I kind of want to click on it before I go to the this Jurassic isn't a visual World medium. No, I know, but Matt, what do dinosaurs look like in real life? <laughs> Jurassic You, you guys World. still have them out there in Australia. Indominus. Right? <laughs> Indominus Rex is what it was called before. But <laughs> I have a problem. She goes to um, to open T Rex's paddock so that he can become the hero, right? Which is really ironic. But she does it. She pulls the flare. She's waving it. Mm. You don't see it, and then she takes off running in her little white blouse and her little gray steel skirt, and she's wearing these fucking high heeled shoes, and she's running at like full speed. My shoes, those those would have gone a long time. That shit is ridiculous. Like, don't no one's it's, running at full speed. Yeah, that's, that scene is almost as. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's terrible. She hates that movie. It's almost as dumb as alluded to it before, uh, near the end of Alien versus Predator, 
Never seen that. When the Predator is like <laughs> Baywatch running with a woman that, he, that he's going to go fight alongside with to take down the alien. How did that get... Uh, let's save that. It's dumb. <laughs> and I believe one of them, probably her, is using an alien head, like a severed alien head, as like a forearm shield. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's terrible. At least with... At least with... Lost World, you get to see a T-Rex do some serious damage on San Diego. <laughs> I love that scene. I like the I like the water dinosaur in that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When it takes it does out, like the that's the one that trick. That, that's the one that takes out Indominus Rex at the end. Let's yeah. uh, let's take an official break for some ice cream. Yes, ice cream break. All right, and we're back. And uh, full disclosure, we're probably not going to touch too much more on Jurassic Park. There is one bit I wanted to make fun of, if you want to let it roll. Yeah, yeah, we got Muldoon. This is my favorite part. Clever girl. Well, I love, she. she's with Muldoon. They're going to figure out what the fuck's going on with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's been gone for too long. we got to mm-hmm. power this park back up. Muldoon doesn't make it. She narrowly escapes raptor death in the uh, the power bunker where she mm. finds a separate... Samuel L's harm, arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Kristen actually told me recently. She's like, I never realized that was his arm because it's not obviously a black man's arm. And the quick way that you see it, it is. I like it is. It and is. when we rewatch it, she goes, Yeah, I see it now. I just yeah. wasn't paying attention. But I love when she she gets out of all that and she's lost a layer of clothing and she gets back to the snack shack where she the, lost a layer of clothing. She lost. She loses her red shirt. Okay. When she gets to the snack shack where the kids are eating like custard and all that shit in the in the dining hall. Oh, they're having their feast. Yeah, and she yeah. sees she sees the Jello with the hand shaking. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> she sees Doctor Grant, who's like maybe fifteen yards away, and she just goes, "Run!" It's like, it's like, who are you saying that for? Are you saying that for you? Are you like pepping yourself up to run fifteen yards, or are you thinking the dinosaur? The raptors are on your tail. You better get inside. I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about. I've, I've often found that scene to be awkward at best. Yeah. But I, I want to bring it back to hostels. <laughs> I can't wait for hostels because it's going to have to be really deep with Jurassic Park. <laughs> I just love when Leah came down here and we were talking about how, like, somebody made a joke about how we were talking about how they should have gotten away. And you said, well, the, the, the Comanche would have raped her. I was like, no, that comes later. Yeah, and we were talking about how the the trappers snatch up the Native American, the Cheyenne women, sure. and and what's her nose. Let me stop because we've totally ruined Hostels for those who haven't seen it. Still watch it because it's a cinematography. <laughs> cinematography is excellent. Acting yeah, is even better. Worth it. Probably one of Christian Bale's. I'm going to say maybe his best pure acting role I've ever seen. Yeah, it's good. It's a great, and it's one of those films that completely flew under the radar. Yeah. Never saw a trailer Lee for it. loved it, it as you can hear. If you go on to Voodoo, where you can rent or buy it right now, it's got like an 87 on What's Rotten the Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes? 87, you said? It's like, it, and justifiably so. It's like, how did I not know about this movie? I love Western pyramid, or not pyramid. I love those Western pyramid pieces. That's bourbon. Uh, <laughs> Period pieces. I love a good pyramid movie. <laughs> Not the scheme, just the movie. <laughs> no, but I love how I love how we were talking about how you know there's that whole scene where the women get abducted and they ultimately get raped by the trampers. Can we talk about that for just a second though? Because from a, I, I, I'm a big I, I'm a believer in movie timeline. So mm-hmm. they come walking in, right? Well, they're getting they're cleaning the dishes, mm-hmm. right? And it's actually an important scene because Christian Bales tells the blonde lady, yeah. you don't have to do that. They got this, yeah. the Indian women. And she's like, 
I want to do this. Yeah. It's kind of like break down that. It's one, of the, it's one of the bricks being removed from his. Yeah, she's worn the Cheyenne woman's dress. Right. She's less. And if you remember, when she sees those Cheyenne, she freaks initially out. she freaks the fuck out. Yeah, it's like these. Because she just watched other Indians do, yeah. as we've discussed. But it's like a brick being pulled off his little wall that he's built, his mm. little racial yeah. wall. When she says, I don't need to do this, they can do it, of course, but I want to do this. So they're at the creek. They're washing the dishes. They see three horsemen in the dark. They don't know. Could be anybody. Could be more... Yeah, uh, could be more Comanches. Comanches. In the time of the movie, I don't remember if the Comanches are out of the picture yet or not. They were they were dead. They had been one of them, The one with the red-faced hand had been hung, and the other That's ones right. were dead. By the Cheyenne in the middle of the night. Yeah, by the Cheyenne in the middle of the night. you don't even get to see, which is a total bummer. I know. But it was kind of a nice break. <laughs> <laughs> like, at that point, like it was just like a nice break. I don't know. I want just... Blood and gore. I know. 24-7. I, I know you do. <laughs> but but uh, I put in hostile, and it doesn't even come up. Hostiles. Hostiles. 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. That's, With an audience score of 72, that range is really right. Yeah. I think that's really good. By the way, I have to tell you, there was a movie today that we discovered, uh, Boondock Saints. The is sequel? A, no, the original. Yeah. You want to know what their score on Rotten Tomato was? Probably high. 20. Oh. The audience score? 92. 91. <laughs> My friend Sean said he'd never seen a spread like that. Yeah. Well, it's terrible. She hates it too. Yeah. It's a not a good movie. You want to pause it while V screams? Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're going to try. We're going to just wait, wait, wait. Anyways, so the they don't know who's coming. They just see the three horsemen coming down the hill. Right. And then it cuts away. So yeah. you're left for like a little bit of a disturbed unknown. Yeah. And then the little child, the granddaughter, comes running back into the camp. Grandson. Grandson, excuse me, comes running back into the camp. And he Sweet says, braids. Yes. Dude, sick braids. He's got like Willie Nelson braids, and then he's got corn bass player braids, and then he's got one in the center that just goes to Never the Never seen anything like it. Yeah. Super Beautiful. Cool. But he says, you know, grandfather, grandfather, they've taken mother. I thought just the one. But in, yeah. in their language, that meant they took them all. Yeah. All three women. Yeah, they took Okay, so they've just been informed, which I can only assume, I don't know how far away that creek was, but it can't have been far. You never know. You can know. They were camping near water for a purpose. Yeah. You don't camp. It's not like you set up camp. Yeah. Like, where's the nearest water source? Oh, it's two miles that way. <laughs> Do we take a horse? No, you walk it. Well, he's got little legs. He can't run that fast. Whatever. It's too far. Here comes your scene with Laura Dern about to lose her shirt. <laughs> right. She's an ugly crier, too. Yeah. But anywho, he comes back and says, Grandfather, they've taken mother. So the men get together. They're going to go out. Mm. Right? I, I, how? I, they're on horses, too. Yeah. How, I, what's the timeline here? How much time did they have to do this terrible raping? Yeah. You know? And then by the time they get there, the raping's over. Yeah. And these men are For asleep. Now. Yeah, well, it was gonna be a it was gonna be a marathon. Yeah, yeah, but it's over. They've got them tied up, and they're now they're mad that they're making. So they heard noise, and they blame it on them. So they're beating them up for it. Mm. But I I kept thinking on the plane. I was like, how much time? But that got to your point. Yeah, these guys don't need too much. No, no. And that's <laughs> this is my favorite part of the conversation. I say like, have these guys never heard of beating off? And your wife says, well, it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not as much fun. It's not as good. Well, it's not as good as an old-fashioned rape. <laughs> it's like, thanks, Leah. <laughs> I think. She, I think is right. She summed that up. 
<laughs> it's not as good. It's not as good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, sure, you could beat off in the old west. I imagine beating off in the old west is just a, just a grimy business. It's dusty. It's it's. I have a I have a routine. <laughs> do you know? You do too. Let's bring that. Let's roll it full circle. Everyone has a routine. Here. We all have a routine. Out there, it's like. You're you're a you're a, either a cattle rustler, an Indian, an Indian fighter, calloused hands. Yeah. Well, beyond just that, it's just like you don't like you don't get alone time. Right. Like you're if you're living that lifestyle, you don't want. I mean, for the most part, you don't want to be alone. That's a dangerous way to live. Yeah. So like, in that scene, those guys were trappers and mm-hmm. hunters. There's like five of them. Yeah. They live in two tents. Like, what do you do? It's like, do you sneak? Do you just, I honestly imagine you just I go think like. You, I think you have an open conversation <laughs> and you build a tent and that's the designated jerk off tent. <laughs> and you, and you take turns on who gets the tent. Yeah. Okay. It's like that old joke about, uh, the, the pirate that, that, that joins the crew and they tell him like, Hey, any night you want, except for Thursday, you can go put your dick in that barrel <laughs> and It'll be the best fuck you've ever had in your life. Just go fuck the barrel any night you want, except for Thursdays. And he and so the first night on the boat, he's like, he goes, puts his dick in the hole in the barrel, and it's great. And so many nights pass, and he eventually grabs one of the pirates. He's like, I gotta tell you, man, like the fucking the barrel thing is amazing. I love it. It's better than sex back at home. He's like, I gotta know though. Why can't I do it on Thursdays? And I'm like, oh well, that's your night in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's an old school joke. I like that. I like that. It's like, Ooh. oh, you're night in the barrel. <laughs> Didn't see that on hook. <laughs> no, that was just Glenn Close getting getting uh, fed to scorpions. Speaking of, let, let's talk about the 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 Indian side of this, right? The yeah. hostiles, as it were. Yeah. We were discussing off air a little bit mm-hmm. because I was telling you. One thing that in all the movies, whether it's Dances with Wolves, I think what what's that what's that guy that makes the weird movies that everyone loves? Last of the Mohicans. Is no, what that was of? a great film. But Thin Red Line. Oh, Malik, I Malik, Malik, uh, the guy that made he's a director. Malik something. Don't know. He made a movie uh, called The New World mm. with uh, Colin Firth and Pocahontas. She was actually in this movie. The, the girl that played Pocahontas in the movie that I'm talking about now mm-hmm. was Elk Woman in Hostiles. Oh, okay. Okay. Also, I want to give a shout out to Wes Studi. I don't know who would be an Indian in movies if it wasn't for Wes Studi. <laughs> I think he's in all of he's them. He's Yellow Feather, right? Yes, he's Chief yeah. Yellow Feather. I mean, he's in... Like, if you well, say, him, him and the, the guy that uh, Kevin Costner befriends with the cool hairdo and dances with wolves. Yeah, he's not in all of them. In fact... No, but he's in Maverick. That's my point, though. Here's my thing. Wes Studi, like, will not take on a role yeah. that's comical and ridiculous and makes Native American culture look equally ridiculous. Right. Wes Studi takes on these roles that are, like, legit. Like, yeah. he won't take on a role that does anything to demean his people. Right. So, but he's in all, like, you name a movie that, like, that, like, that, like Dance with Wolves. Mean, he's been in countless movies. He was the bad, Magua. And in, in, uh, you just mentioned it. Last of the Mohicans. Last of the Mohicans. He's, yeah. He's the bad Indian in Dances with the Wolves. Yeah. And this one, he's Chief Yellowhawk or whatever it was. I can't remember. I think it was Yellowhawk or Yellowfeather or I don't know. Yellow Bird. His son was Blue Bird or Blue Feather or Blue Hawk. I can't remember. Kills many bear. <laughs> That's what we're building up to. <laughs> but I often think, like, we have this, we have this interpretation of their social, social appropriation. Like, we, we see them through the, gaze of ho- through the guise of Hollywood. Right. right. And... 
we read the books, like you can read any number of history books about Native Americans, and you just kind of put them in this Hollywood box. Right. Right? And I think that you see like the hunter-gatherer aspect. You see the men going off to hunt. You see the women going off to gather, which is also flawed. Mm. Because as we know, and we can get into a whole other conversation about this, in most Native American tribes, pre-agricultural revolution, and even after, up until the 17th, 18th century, women ruled that roost. Yeah. They made the decisions, and it, and it worked for many, many thousands, many generations. Until the white man came. Until the white man came and said, that y'all got this all fucking wrong. Listen, y'all go over here and wash clothes <laughs> and let the men do the talking. <laughs> all right, now, white men will do most of the talking. Brown fellas, y'all go do work for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's my... No. I like this system better. All right. But what I think is missing, and I, what I... What I would love to see, even if it wasn't farce, which is what we're going to be touching on here in a second, <laughs> but I wouldn't call what we were doing farce. It would be more like a satire. Yeah. We'll, we'll give it the grown-up name of satire. Yeah. But what's missing is that you have to understand that humans, it's, it's so cliche, are not that different. Right. Right? Even an Indian, an Indian collective tribe, a group on the plains mm-hmm. in the 16, 17, and 1800s, at the end of the day, it's just a community. Right. So you're going to have situations <laughs> where you have two Indians beefing over one other Indian woman. Yeah. Or Native American. I should say Native American. Yeah. Because we have some mostly millennials listening here. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. Also, if you're offended, go fuck yourself. But please do listen TPTO to TPTO, it's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> These cisgender white males <laughs> said Indian. Indian. But, you know, like, you, <laughs> do, do your bit where you're like, you got... You well, my, the story goes, this came up because we were talking about this movie and the Native... Or not this movie. This is Jurassic Park. There's no Native Americans <laughs> in this movie. Um, there might have been. There are dinosaurs. Dinosaurs coexisted with the Native Americans. Yeah. Um, I was told a story about how riding home, I think from a Braves game with my best friend and his girlfriend at the time, I said, I love how in... Like old West movies, whenever like the Cheyenne or the Sioux or whatever, they're having like a, a ritualistic dance around the fire and they're all chanting. There's always one guy in the background who's really getting after it. <laughs> and both of them are like, what are you talking about? It's like, all right, just do me a favor real quick. I'll do quick. it for you. Just do me a favor real quick. And just everybody chant on the same level in a stereotypical Native American way. So well, we, it, the stereotypical, what we can, the American right. well, the movie I've, version. I've been to enough of the Native American festival at Stone Mountain. It's yeah, not that but far but that's off. a show. I know. Let's just, be, let's just preface. That's a show. But yeah. let's, for the interest of this podcast <laughs> and for trying to get a laugh. Yeah. Because I really don't care about who's offended anymore. Right. So there's a car. There's three of us in the car. And I was like, just everybody with me is like, hey, 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 there's always that one guy. There's always that one guy in the background who's just and, and we were and it's like, it funny to think like they're like this fucking guy. <laughs> he shows up to every dance. <laughs> And just waves his fucking he falsetto around. My Thursday to do like, the falsetto. We all know that we take turns on who gets to be the loud guy. <laughs> and fucking kills many bear. Just shows up with his beef and fucking just just steals my spot. It's like getting bumped by Chris Rock at the concert. It's like it's my turn. No fucking dance. Kills many bear. He's doing it. Suck a dick. 
Well, yeah, sings with Dove is totally attracted now. I was uh, I was doing I was making a lot of ground, and then Kills Mini Bear shows up with his wagon load of Tatanka, all his buffalo meat. I cannot describe how hard we laughed in the car because you have to like imagine like how hey, uh, how uh, ridiculous uh, it is for three sober young adults to just be going hey, uh, uh, and then one. Like just like could not stop laughing, laughing so hard. When and so telling you that story gave way to the. It'd be so funny to have like a like almost like a workplace comedy in like a Cheyenne. Well, it's 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 the office yeah. in 1862 in the middle of the plains. Yeah, and I think that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I don't want to say too much more about it because I feel like... Yeah, it'll get stolen. Well, I honestly feel like David Chase is going to be like, in two weeks, we're going to see HBO planning an office-style uh, uh, sitcom based on Native American Indians on the plains. And everybody will be like, God damn it, David Chase. You son of a bitch. Uh, kicking it with the tribe. <laughs> There's going to be a Dwight Schrute Indian. And there'll be a Jim, you know? Yeah. The most interesting Indian in that tribe would most certainly be Creed. I mean, Creed the Indian. <laughs> He probably just floats between tribes. Like, no one really knows what Creed is. Is he Comanche or is he... Wait a minute. I saw you at a powwow <laughs> last spring. You were with the Cree. Yeah. So... What gives? Are you a warring <laughs> or a peaceful? Because we go both ways. <laughs> but we're all sort of collected. I'm here, And this gets to the point I was making. So... We, we've taken it and we make it Hollywood. We make it movie. Yeah. But these are just a people. And I often wonder, who was the, the Native American in that tribe that was the funny guy? Yeah. Because you know there was one. <laughs> what is it about that creek? You know, like all of it. Like, who was the Seinfeld? Like, what's with the washing of the animal skin? <laughs> I mean, teepees. Let's, let's move forward a little bit here. Why are we only wearing deer? <laughs> what's what's with shoes? How come we don't have any art support? <laughs> Can I say it? I'm tired of putting feathers in my hair. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there had to be that... Because it's kind of like when you watch a war movie. Yeah. And, of course, war is horrible. Yeah. And the one thing that they capture that's right in those films is that within a unit of soldiers... There's always the one that diffuses. Yeah. That you, makes you it... You get a little bit of everybody. You get Tex, who's Southern and always gnawing on a cigar. And yeah. then you get the, the fast-talking guy from Brooklyn, who's Cleveland, who's funny. from Detroit. Yeah. We all know these things. <laughs> but I'm saying, there, it's that element of humanness that's missing in, in, the, in the Native American... Yeah. Uh, It'd be funny as hell if there was a, like a Native American tribal sitcom that was like... Staged, like picture. I don't even want to picture the office. I'd rather picture workaholics. <laughs> <laughs> Just like three or four buddies who are part of the Sioux or Cheyenne tribe, and they're like, "This fucking guy fucking kills many bear. <laughs> he gets all the chicks." I've been trying so hard to get kicking out just to notice me. <laughs> he just swoops in here with his dead animals. I'm not fucking harvesting corn all day. Because the chief took my bow away. Because I fucking accidentally shot him in the leg. It's all fun and games till someone gets bowed in the leg. It's like, it's not my fault. Nobody ever properly taught me how to use it. <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, but I have got... We have got to build a jerk-off TP. <laughs> I 
don't know if you're doing the head count math, but there are a lot more dudes in this tribe. No, but think about that. There, that is, this is just excellent point because that's what I'm saying. We we look at this thing and we don't look at it objectively. Right. We don't say. We we just see Indians and we see dances with wolves. Right. Right. When we see them living this, what we think is idealistic. It's kind of like when we, when people. When Avatar was out mm-hmm. and people were going to the theater and they're watching it over and they see this, it's like, oh, it's perfect. It's communal. Yeah. They live, they share, they do all the things. Why can't we get to that? One, because you're not gonna. It's too late. <laughs> that The fucking yeah. ship sailed on that a long time ago. And two, because you're not ready for it. Yeah. You're not ready for it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to go live then. It's like if you took somebody, popped them out right now. Yeah. We're going to pop you down. It's 1840s. <laughs> on the plains, yeah, you're gonna live with this Indian tribe. Have at it. <laughs> Do I get a window unit <laughs> or is it central? Because it is hot as fuck. Out but there. to your point, think about this: if you're living there, it's a natural instinct to to masturbate. I know all these episodes come back to that. I know, I know that, I know that. Masturbating with the Cheyenne episode twenty two. <laughs> episode twenty two. <laughs> But think about that. Like you say, you wanted a, des- a designated teepee. I think about like the young pre preteen Indians, right? Yeah. Like in the movie Dances with the Wolves, they're the ones that originally try to steal his horse, right? And the horse bucks one of them, breaks his arm. Yeah, they're the ones that are like really trying to prove their manhood, right? By just like being big shits, and it's like you're little shits. Where do they go to masturbate? The woods. There's no woods on the plane. The tall grass, probably. <laughs> They're shooting loads all over. There's just Indian sperm. If you go out in the, in the Old West right now and dig down about a foot, you might find just a you might find just a treasure trove of hey, Indian hey, DNA. Hey, blows many loads. Come here. <laughs> That's a good one. Blows many loads. We're thinking about let's tie it back to Jurassic Park. If I dug down, if I go out, out to Oklahoma and I dig down five feet, and one of these fuckers nutted into a piece of amber. This is just there's some tree. Tree amber yeah. running off the one tree in the fucking field. And it, the sperm gets caught in the air. Can I make an Indian? <laughs> Can we make Indian Park? Yeah. Cheyenne Park. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'll tell you what, it would go south. <laughs> Those motherfuckers would come back with a fucking vengeance, look around, like, wait a minute. What, what are these reservations? Yeah. Oh, this that's, okay, so what we did, what we did was... It, it's, I know this is fucked up. <laughs> well, we kind of just said, like, this is ours. Yeah. But you can have this and, oh, don't worry. Casinos. And here's some blankets with smallpox yeah, on Yeah, here's them. some smallpox with blankets. <laughs> Casinos. And don't forget, here's a lot of alcohol. <laughs> and unemployment. We're going to give you unemployment. <laughs> are, are you good? And you can have your own laws. Yeah, yeah. Our sheriffs can only come up to this line. <laughs> so if you murder somebody over there... Can't do anything about it. Hide the body. <laughs> Hide the body. But that, that would be funny if you, if you, the Indian dump load, the Indian fucking just fuck load, you find that, make some Indians. <laughs> or you could just find people that are still. Still here. Yeah, still no, here. that's different. They're, they're broken. It's a pure, there's probably still a pure bloodline that's not been tainted by white people. And do you think so? Surely there has to be. You say surely there has to be. Do you really We're think... We're only talking a couple hundred years. There could be a pure bloodline of whatever tribe still somewhere where they're just like, <coughs> we're not going to... We're not going to venture out. Like, there's obvious... Someone's going to have a niece who married a guy from, you know, Atlanta. But the, it's like, hey, we're going to stay straight and narrow. I, I, I just, just love the name Blows Many Loads. <laughs> 
Talk about just getting caught at the wrong time. That's it. Oh, I know your name. And, and let me tell you, Blows Many Loads is not going to get any mini falsetto nights. The minute he nice. even starts, hey, no, 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 oh, hey, hey, Blows Many Loads. Just don't even. Don't even. You lost your opportunity when we named you Blows Many Loads. You go sit over there with fingers prostate. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna eat? Fucking dessert alone? Like fucking <laughs> Steven Glans- Glansberg? <laughs> am I gonna sit alone like a fucking fingers prostate? <laughs> fingers his buttholes getting here tonight. He's probably fucking, the funny one. Fucking kills many. Once birds. you get a shitty Indian name, you better be funny. <laughs> That'd be my thing, right? If you get if you get blows many loads. <laughs> Or, or fingers one fingers butthole, You're, you better be the funny Indian. <laughs> fucking kills many bear more. Like what was the pun- fingers many buttholes? Think about it. What was the punchline for an Indian comedian? <laughs> Seriously, like when they're sitting around, they got you know they're they're down to the they eat all night. They kill the tatanka, right? They've got. <laughs> You've said it before. What is this fucking show? What show? <laughs> Our show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. What is this show? I don't know what the show is. I don't think, I mean, it's, like I said, it's like a Seinfeld slash office. No, no, no. Our show. You've said it before when we go on these ridiculous tangents. It's like, what is this fucking show that we it's, do? It's just... It's... <laughs> I honestly think the title of this one is Blows Many Loads. Live from... <laughs> live from back in Atlanta. Back in Atlanta. At Nalta. Blows many loads. I like kills many bears too. That's the line. Kills many bears. Fucking kills many bears. More like fingers many buttholes. (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) Nothing. This is perfect for what I'm saying. I want to see. I I would just. Some people like to play that hypothetical. I love hypotheticals. I know. Mm. I know you know that. But I would. If someone said, "All right, I'm gonna go back in time," I'd be okay. Let's go back to one of these traps because I don't want to see. Yeah. The jealousy, yeah, the, the comedy, yeah. the day-to-day life, you yeah. know. Like one guy says, uh, uh, "Wife, I have caught two beaver," <laughs> you know, and she's like, "Oh, good." And then here comes, you know, kills many bear, yeah, and he's got fucking two bears, three elk, <laughs> couple fucking whatever, yeah, and a white man, and a white. <laughs> A basket of scalps, and she's just like, just like, just slides right out of the TP. <laughs> it's like I can't fucking keep up with this guy. I have married wrong man. <laughs> oh, how's your day going? Well, you know, I went out, I caught a rabbit. I thought it was going great. I went back, I showed it to you know. She sits by the river. She's like, that's great. And then who fucking walks up behind me? Don't say it. Fucking kills many bears. <laughs> and he had many bear. A lot of bear. And a white man. Yeah. And his wife, who was still alive. <laughs> now she's over there in the chief's teepee, and she's just part of the group now. She's the first woman accepted into the tribal elders. Yeah. And then sits by the river, looked at me like I had no dick. <laughs> and so I'm just out here fucking chewing on straw and uncooked corn, waiting until... Wait until the sun starts to go down so I can lay down and beat off in the long grass. And then I'm going to go eat some unseasoned beef that's not cooked all the way through. Get heartburn? Sleep in the dirt. Try again tomorrow. Well, maybe don't go for a rabbit next time. Maybe go for like a... Get, 
get aim higher. Go for a deer, like aim a deer higher. with points, something that look like we know they're not that dangerous, but the women don't know. Imagine, Maybe. imagine the depressed Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Just, what is wrong? That's the Rabbit's thing. feet. That's the thing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. That's I don't know. I don't know. Imagine the Indian with erectile dysfunction or something. You know? What's wrong? Why, why are you? Why are, you know, <laughs> My teepee. Why are you so downtrodden, <laughs> Rabbit's Foot? I don't know. I have nothing to do at night. I cannot falsetto. <laughs> they say it is my turn on Friday to be the one who really goes after it, and I I can't do it. Well, I, give, me, give, me, give me your best shot. <laughs> See, I can't even. I can't. I've had a sore throat for like a month and a half. The people from the White Village say it's strep. I don't know what that is. <laughs> They're going to take some sort of medicine, but some that's surely going to turn me into smallpox, a, into a mindless drone. Give me smallpox, probably. <laughs> it hurts to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great. That's a great Indian. Name. I have a prolapsed anus. That's a great Indian name. Hurts to swallow. <laughs> Blows mini loads. Go find Hurst to swallow. Uh, Are you sure you want me to do that? <laughs> you sure you want me to... Me? 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 Not me. Oh, uh, but I'm telling you, it would not work, and no one would buy the script, but I would love to write <laughs> oh, it. Oh, we could easily... We could, we'll make a webisode. We'll, well, I mean, we'll have, to get in, we'll have to get into some questionable body paint. <laughs> But we can make an episode. Look, blackface doesn't work, but redface. <laughs> oh, God. We haven't really run into that yet. Yeah, no. I watched Peter Pan with the girls somewhat recently, and I was like, yeah, I see why people were outraged about this sequence. The new one? No, the old cartoon. What makes a red man red? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> And they're sure. very, like, they're like brick red in that movie. Like, on a cartoonish, no pun intended, level. But that ties into what I've been, what got us here to begin with. We, we... What we think or know or yeah. think we know yeah. about American Native people. God forbid we ever get famous and some social justice warrior millennial find this episode. You know, I've <laughs> thought about that. Like, one, the odds are not good no. that we're going to be famous off this. We do this. Like today, I was riding home and I was like, ah, oh, I've just been looking forward to this all day. Yeah. One, because it was fun to do it in L.A., but it certainly didn't feel. It's not the same. It's not the same. Uh, no, this is, this is our controlled environment. No, the 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 regularness of doing this keeps my spirits up. Yeah. So that being said, and and like we've always said, I don't do this to get famous. If that's a byproduct, <laughs> and I have to move to Australia, eh, so be it. Yeah. Then we'll do abori- we'll do Aboriginal humor. <laughs> Matt, will that fly, or is that still? Uh, hard to hard oh to this brings me to another point not to get too far off the path I think we've gone so far down the path it might be hard to get back we're not, we're, we're above the path okay <laughs> we're omnidirectional well Matt <laughs> asked us oh yeah to uh, provide some kind of content well yeah we we he when he reached out with his number and said that he's you know the the uh, suggested time slot is good also let's stop here for one second. The email from this morning. Don't do a <laughs> podcast while you're ex- drinking excessively. Yeah, uh, that's every. You're podcast. not listening, man. Yeah, well, you are. <laughs> you're not. I've had maybe five bourbon and coke. Just just because the background is not loud and obnoxious, yeah. and we don't have Skip Madaver. Yeah, and some random bald headed fuck telling me I don't have a nice beard 
doesn't I, mean. I hope he finds the pod. He asked me the next day at the beach. He tried to find the pod. And I was like, go fuck yourself, you ball fuck. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I didn't mention it. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I, don't, I lost my train of thought. No, Matt asked, he said, you know, send me some, um, some subject matter recommendations, more or less. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his exact phrasing, but he said the suggested time slot of 7 or 8 a.m. Uh, is perfect. I wonder what he does. Send me some. Matt, what do you do? Send me some. Uh, don't, clearly don't. Just send an email. <laughs> Maybe that's what we can cover on the pod because I mean, all we know is from an email exchange. Maybe we just do a brief interview with with uh, Superfan Matt in Perth. I just feel like I got all this pressure. It's kind of like when we call people now. Yeah. Even if it's banks, mm-hmm. I was like, Ugh, I hope this doesn't freeze. I don't yeah. want any like dead dead air. Well, I think given the international aspect of it, we should probably do a test call before we do the recorded call. I even thought what we might need to do. You know how sometimes on radio shows they couldn't get Alec Baldwin in studio but they recorded a half hour interview with him on Sunday and they're going to break and play that now mm. I think for uh, for the sake of chance if maybe we have a bad connection and, a, and the call doesn't work out we'll just record like however long conversation with Matt and then we'll throw it into a pod I just I when you said it I'm a, just against it right away why is that it doesn't feel right. <laughs> okay. I would rather the call be awkward as fuck and let it be out there. <laughs> well, I think he wants some talking points or something. Well, you matter. brought one up earlier. What's it like to What's it like to be a uh, What was the word you used? But you're a heterosexual man, but no longer now you're a oh uh, a cisgendered male. Yeah, what's it like a cisgendered what's a, male? What's a cisgendered male's lifestyle like in Australia? And I didn't know that word. I asked you cisgender. To, yeah. yeah, no, that's. That is the, uh, that's our term, even though we don't necessarily need one. I don't know what it is. Can you explain it again? It means that you identify, cisgender, I hate that this is even a thing, (laughs) means that you have a dick and balls, Uh and you look at it and you go, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to have. But what's what's the cis and the... I don't know what the, the source of the word, it just means that you identify as your... As your birth gender. Okay. You don't look down let's, and go, oh, I'm supposed to be a woman. I'm not trying to transition off the mat thing, but I, I do want to, <laughs> let's get mildly serious for a minute. Okay. I'm getting really frustrated with these these titles. With what titles? Oh. The cisgender. Yeah, the, no, I don't, I don't need I, a title. I, I, I only recently got around and understood the LGBTQ or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm getting my... My sequence right there. They're adding more letters. To I know it. that, and that's my problem. I don't know, like when when will Let's that just stop at T? Even Republicans say LGBT. <sighs> Let's just stop at T. Yeah, but again, they're not gonna. <laughs> Things are gonna be added. Yeah. Right. So here's my problem, and I, I had a lot. I so many weeks I've been thinking about this. True story. Like <laughs> we're all we've had some drinks for sure, but on vacation mm. I had a lot of spare time. Right. You're on vacation. Mm. You took a dump in a box. It was very hot. Marked it guaranteed. LA, ba- LA bathrooms are just... There's no air conditioning no air, in Los Angeles like, bathrooms. How does someone take a pleasant dump? Yeah. I felt rushed. Yes. Every time I went to take a dump or even a piss, I was like, get it out. Yeah. Like, I couldn't... Enjoy, like, I looked down and there was... My, my parents' uh, house had Oh, yeah, they don't magazines. have centrals. They don't have centrals. No, no, but they went the extra mile to make sure that uh, the Laugh Man, they had like four... Yeah, AC spot units. coolers. Yeah. Oh, they were amazing. I was yeah. talking about them today. I was like, I would have 
18 of these if I lived in LA. Because <laughs> I looked around and people have their doors and windows. They, that's their AC. Open yeah. the door. Open the window. <laughs> Let the 77 in. It'll turn the inside into a nice 79. Kills Mini Bear finds this unsatisfactory. Okay? But anyways. Fucking Kills Mini Bear has an ice block in his teeth. <laughs> They just gave it to him because he brings all this meat here. <laughs> Two girls every night have to fan the block. <laughs> and you hear Kills Mini Bear is trans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not going to hunt anymore because he said that he he's actually a woman in a man's body. He's become Woo's Mini Bear. <laughs> we got to stay woke, guys. Stay woke. <laughs> stay woke. Anyways, here's what I was saying. I had a lot of time to think. I have a lot of friends on Facebook, and you know how we live in this day and age. It's one way or the other. There's no middle ground. Yeah. Right? We've discussed this. You're a hardcore liberal. I'm not liberal in the sense that you are, but I'm so anti-conservative that, <laughs> that people would look yeah. at me and say, automatically, yeah. liberal. Yeah. But I think this liberal agenda is going... I'm very... It's like Bill Maher's super liberal, mm-hmm. but he's not... So liberal that he won't say, stop being fucking stupid. Yeah, no, he's very sensible. Right. He says, like, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. And so lately... No, and I, I am Bill Maher liberal. I hope so. But here's my point. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about... Because I look at my news feed, and I'm like, okay, 2016 happened. Mm-hmm. It's here now. We're in the two, almost two years of this. Yeah. It's certainly not what I would hope that America would be, right? But at some point... You have to stop looking at Donald Trump and what's happening in the world and, and say, okay, I'm not going to react. I'm not mm. going to be reactionary mm. to every ludicrous thing that this man does, whether it's a tweet like today with his all caps warning to Iran. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> no. Let's Ridiculous. Not, let's not get into it. I'm just saying. He, this all caps, don't ever threaten us. Or some hell, you know, he did the whole, you'll, you'll see something like you've never seen. Fire and fury. Fire and fury. All that shit. My buddy Vlad's going to bomb the shit out of you. Right. (laughs) We're not going to do it. (laughs) But I'm going to go to Emperor Palpatine and have him handle this. (laughs) But my point is to stop being so reactionary to everything that this man does. Right. And at some point, stop complaining about it, too. Mm. Because a narcissist feeds on any reaction. It doesn't matter if the reaction is good or bad. Yeah. This is a... This is an age-old argument that I, like, really blew somebody's mind with once. I I said, you got to realize you're never going to win an argument with a member of the Westboro Baptist Church. Nope. You're not there to argue. You could throw a brick through their window, and you're just going to reinforce their martyrdom. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no winning, so there's no point in engaging. There's no point in giving them any reaction. Because any reaction is a win for them. Right. And So that's my point right now is I've made it, and it was really funny that I did it on vacation. I said, you know what? Because here's the thing. Most mornings I wake up, and this swear to God true, mm. I wake up and go have my morning deuce. I'm pretty much, ske- I have a nice schedule. Yeah. Wake up, time for my morning deuce. I go, sit down, take my phone, as usual, which is why I didn't want to take it in the birth room, because I was like, do you guys know that I take a shit with this thing every day? <laughs> but I go on. I beat off with this in my hand. Every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. I mean, I'm not making hundreds of dollars a day, like you. Making or Brian bucks or Banks is a millionaire at this point. <laughs> I'm not making a bunch of money, but I'm saying every day. I'm either poop, I, I poop and, and jerk every day with this phone. But when poop, I wake up, jerk, at, coffee, breakfast, go to work, jerk, jerk, come back, lunch, lunch, <laughs> jerk, jerk, maybe a poop too. Get home, jerk, dinner, <laughs> jerk, shower, jerk, shower, 
jerk, go to bed. Poop, jerk. Anyway. Shit, one more time. <laughs> I wake up, I go for my morning poop, and I go to my phone, and I can tell you this with absolute truth. I say, let's see what this moron tweeted overnight, or what, whatever this idiot yeah. did overnight. Yeah. Let's see if he uh, said he would consider giving Americans to Russia real quick. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to do it because it's counterproductive. Not only is it counterproductive, it feeds his ego. When when if the liberals in this country, and I don't even call them liberals, let's yeah. just call them progressives. If if the left wants to get back to some semblance of balance, mm-hmm. it's coming in November. You have an option. They need to make themselves look like the sane ones. You need to, well that, but you must stop this 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 craze that you have. Yeah, with trying to. To get him impeached, that, that's not going to happen. Yeah, like they said that Cohen has him taped. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Cohen could have tapes of him saying he fucked a million strippers. It won't fucking matter because tomorrow, as the numbers tell us, eighty percent of the evangelical right still support him. It mm. won't matter. That's yeah. not going to do anything. Yeah. No, so the he, point is, <laughs> stop. Get focused. Yeah. Like stop complaining about Donald Trump's policies and his rea- and every tweet. Stop it. Yeah. It's not going to do anything. Start being proactive about 2018. Mm-hmm. And if, if to it, and I, I say this with some regret, I don't think to it, to it, things aren't going to change much in November. No. So look to the future. Who are you going to roll out there? This guy's already campaigning. Yeah. He's been right? campaigning from day one. Right. He so, got elected and then started campaigning. Started campaigning. So my thing is just, I'm not going to feed, a narcissist loves any reaction. Yeah. So I won't feed into that anymore. I won't do it. How funny would it be if, like, he appointed some just just god-awful judge to the Supreme Court? And he already then, has. I know. And the left is like, hey, you know what? We like that guy. Like, how, that's, that's actually probably a genius move. If the people he wants to irritate the most just collectively said, hey, you know what? We actually like what you just did. He'd be like, oh, fuck. fuck. Yeah. Can I unseat him? Yeah. <laughs> that would be, that's where it would get really, all, really All good. you have to do is get Chuck Schumer to slip him a note and says, by the way, the guy that you appointed was on Obama's short list. Love it. And he'd be like, fuck, really? Can't um, have that. Can't have that. Now, it's funny you say all that because in California, I spent very little, if any, time on social media. Mm-hmm. Like next to none. Yeah, I, I noticed the same thing. And the break, the mental break you get from like even if you don't engage with it just the scroll of just outrage 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 like the mental break you get from not looking at it it's nice yeah and part of me is thought like i should just unsubscribe to every centrist or left-leaning news source unfollow every person that i know that makes political posts ad nauseum that you agree with both just unfollow all of them (laughs) And and reduce my social media feed to just shit that I think is funny, and just leave it at that, and and basically just unplug, and then in November just go vote for all the D's and call it a day, mm-hmm. <laughs> or do what probably most responsible people do when the election's coming up, find out who's running in my local election that might be relevant, you know, state governor, local representative, local senator, state senator, whatever. Look up who's running, who's up for election. And ask yourself, who would Kills with Bear, Kills Many Bear vote for? <laughs> exactly. Actually, you want to know who blows many loads. <laughs> I want to know who finger many, Fingers Many Butthole <laughs> is going to vote for. I don't even know where I got onto this, but it's been, it was something I thought about. Somehow or another, it came out of the uh, conversation of what do we talk to uh, Matt and Perth about. Yeah, that's weird. 
It won't be this. No. No, because I made the joke. I made like before the pod even started. I was like, we can just talk about the state of uh, the trans community in Australia. Mm-hmm. But well, I that's what it was. It I don't. Was, it was this talk not about that. understanding. It, it's me. It's what it is, and what got me started down this path is I'm finding that I'm becoming more disillusioned with the left. Yeah. And it's drawing me not to the right, just drawing me to a sense of empathy about the whole thing. Yeah. Well, because like, it's it's a it's a race for purity on either side. Like, you can't be conservative enough. You can't be liberal enough. I said in a previous episode of our podcast, my, liberal ins- my liberalism stops at T. Yeah. Like, LGBT, we're cool. Once you start adding all these other letters and you tell me that if I, that I have to identify as cisgender, it's like, no, 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 fuck, fuck you. Like, if you have a thing, you have a thing and whatever. I get married. You, I, I accept it. I'm, it's not for me to accept it. Whatever. I, I don't need a title. And that ties into what, I guess, what I was, what I, you It's know, like what, when Bill Maher goes off on liberals for like, all right, liberal feminists, you're all about women's rights in America. But the minute somebody brings up Muslim culture, you go, oh, well, that's their culture. It's like, do you know how badly they treat women over mm-hmm. there? It's like, what happened to liberals that are interested in liberalism for everyone? Right. You're so quick to defend another culture because you don't want to step on any cultural toes that you'll turn a blind eye to a culture that doesn't let women drive. Yeah. Or worse, throws acid on them. Right. Like, but because they are foreign and brown and Muslim, we we can't go there. I, I like that story too. It was a big deal a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, about how in Saudi Arabia they were allowed to drive. Yeah. But and everybody's making a big deal. It was like, but yeah, they, but, but they don't mention that they, they still need permission from their, from their husband. husbands to yeah. drive. Right. But I guess what I'm not saying, to drive, just to go get the license. They have to get just, the okay from. I, I'm becoming more and more disgusted by liberalism and its form now mm-hmm. because there is this semblance of one tweet. Yeah. Twelve years ago, you're canceled. You're done. Yeah. And it's like, okay, was it? And I'm not using any specific example here, but the selective reasoning, the selective choosing of where someone goes over the line is too much for me. Yeah, it's like and mob what rule. happens is that very much. But what happens is these people, it's like who who really does which side in this country mm-hmm. has a, a, a more firm stronghold over free speech? Yeah, because on one side, you have like I, I, me and you were talking, and when Donald Trump went to England, mm-hmm. he specifically asked Theresa May to disallow protests. Right. Right. So he, once he got outside his own borders, he said, can you not have any, pro, can you outlaw protesting? I'm, I don't want free speech in your country. Right. I can't do that at home yet. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Yeah. But while I'm here, can you not? And yeah. of course she was like, uh, no, even though she's a diabolical bitch herself, probably I'm not, I'm not here <laughs> yeah. to defend Theresa May. Yeah. I don't know her. I don't live in England. Yeah. Just based on what I know about her, she's not. Here she makes a great bear. Yeah, she's. <laughs> she, her Tatanka, wonderfully sauteed. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I don't. But it's just like, who holds. Who's. Who really wants to live by the ideals of the Constitution? And what I'm noticing is that neither does. No. Because yeah. while the right is all about the Second Amendment mm-hmm. and the. No more abortions. Let's not. Don't kill these babies until they get to eighteen, and we can send them off. Yeah. To be killed in other countries. Yeah. We're not interested in taking care of your kid if you're too poor to right. do it yourself, but we are interested in making sure. Once they're you eighteen, have though. It. Once they're eighteen. Yeah. Send them on. We'll make them heroes. Yeah. For commercials and football games. Yeah. And then when they die overseas, we'll give them medals and put them in national cemeteries. But we're keeping our oil prices down. Yeah, they're down. <laughs> but on the left, it's like y'all are slaughtering. 
the First Amendment. Yeah. Like, do you have freedom well, of speech or do you not? Well, yeah, that's the whole thing with like Milo Yiannopoulos getting shut down at on college campuses. On college campuses, you know who's like, big about in this? San Francisco. It's like this was this is like the birthplace of the freedom of speech protests, and because they're speaking against your ideology, you right. want to shut it down. Right, and this gets back. I love uh, comedians and cars getting coffee with mm-hmm. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, he won't do. Uh, this was a thing in the news. He won't do any more college campus shows. Yeah. Not because he'll, he, not because Jerry Seinfeld's going to go on stage and say something wildly political. What he, is up with these black people? <laughs> these Jews. I mean, I'm one of them. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's not what I, he yeah. won't do it because he, they're not free speech bastions anymore. No. If you can't, it, if Milo and if you accidentally slip, and, Ben Shapiro. Did you see yeah. Ben Shapiro on uh, Bill Maher? No, I haven't been watching Bill it Maher. Didn't, it didn't make me a fan, but he actually made some. He actually didn't make many very, very many salient points, but he was willing to engage in a, one. I'm a fan of any one of these right wingers willing, to, willing go to go on Bill Maher show. Yeah, and, and try Bill to Maher actually is, have a and dialogue. Maher, and, and to his credit, for those who would shit on Bill Maher, and there's plenty. Yeah, he's willing to engage, and he was willing to say when he thought, like he he does with many of those who come on his show that aren't on his side mm-hmm. politically. Yeah, to say, okay, I could see your point on. Like you've always the one thing you wanted from retard was <laughs> to say. Okay, yeah. let's have this big, long, face-long Facebook discourse. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there needs to be some, like, any discourse should have some some trade-off. Yeah. Like, you say, okay, you say this, I'm saying that. I'll, I'm willing to say that you might have a point on this. Yeah, that, he was never willing. Yeah, that kind of conversation is sort of the model of, uh, of dialogue. Uh, that dialogue is the model of compromise on a smaller level. Right. Two opposing sides sitting down, debating an issue... And slowly giving in to the other, provided that the other person does the same until you reach some sort of middle ground. If you can say, like, you know, when you debate free speech on college campuses, it's like you can't only be for free speech that doesn't offend you. Right. Because you don't have a right to not be offended. Right. That's why I love when Von Hessler calls millennials millennials. Yeah. It's like it's a Maoist generation. It's it's all about purity. Right. You have to be, you have to be the purest of open-minded liberal. And if you question something like transgender, by not even question in a negative way, just ask a question about it because you don't get it. You're fucking, you know, you should. God help you if you're a celebrity and you tweeted that question out because you're not going to get a job for a year. Yeah, they're going to fucking uh, James Gunn that did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies made some. Some I saw that. I, tw- I don't know the. Tweet, I don't even know but. the context of. He made some Twitter post like twelve fucking years ago, and because of that, the fucking. You know who spearheaded that though? Who's that? It was the right wingers. Oh really? They found that. They were the one that championed well, yeah, the post. They, they, they fed. They fed a liberal. They, they, they took a liberal, a liberal model. Himself. Yeah. They, yeah. They took a liberal yeah. and fed him to liberals, which yeah. is. Hey, credit where credit is fucking due. Yeah. That's. If you're gonna fight liberals, fight them on their own terms. Yeah. So if you say you want to see this guy get fired, turn it on the liberals, yeah. especially in, in Hollywood, which is, look, I was out there. Hollywood I love liberals. Holly, I, yeah. I, and they're not, the truth is they're not wrong. I, I watched, I don't, actually, I, I abhor the, the Oscars for the most part. I, I abhor any, it's fine. We're, we're making up for time here. <laughs> I know. just want to see where we're at. I abhor any reward show, to yeah. be honest. Not just the Oscars. Except the CMTs. Those are actually some of the worst. <laughs> 
Just being honest, because <laughs> there is no country music anymore. We've talked about this. We got the road down your windows. Bam, right. bam. Right, we'll, 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 we'll do it at the end. But you got the you got the Louisiana Alabama line. Those aren't country music. <laughs> that's not country music. No. You've got the Arkansas group. Uh, I don't know. If I'm making this shit up now. But my point: any award show, I just abhor because it's just. I don't want to watch a bunch of elitist people. Hey, look at how good we did. Exactly. Thank you for acknowledging me. And there's me. no worse show than that than the Oscars. Now, yeah. having said that, it's TV. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. I like movies. I want to see what Ryan Seacrest is wearing. And honestly, nowadays, for the last for the last <laughs> 10 years, for the last 10 years, you watch it just to see what is going to be the Twitter moment. Yeah. The one that... I can't believe he said that. Or Oscar's I can't believe. so white. Right. It's whatever. Like, that That was a good one. Yeah. Because that was actually true. There were so many movies that year that was like, why yeah. is there zero black presence at this Oscar? And then, of course, what do they do? Yeah. The next year, everyone black in the movie wins it more. Yeah. It was like, guys. It's like, did it, they really win it? Or yeah, you just giving it to them to make up for last year? It's too much. Like, you well, can't. That's, that's like when, like, there's some transgendered woman that won a significant office in 2016, like in New Jersey or somewhere in the Northeast. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, ah, it's the first transgendered wo- woman, blah, 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 blah. And I, my question is like, is she qualified? <laughs> <laughs> like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> What genitalia she no, has? No, no. She was running a Dairy Queen last year. Well, wait, like, like I who I gives it? Like I don't care if she's into guys, if she's into girls, if she's into both, if she really is a she, or if she was born a man and transition. Is she qualified to do the job that she was elected to yeah. do, or did she just get elected because it's social justice warrior time? And we need to put. It's like when they. It's like when they put diversity over qualifications. Mm-hmm. Like Adam Carolla famously has a story about trying to uh, try out to be a fireman in L.A. County, and they wouldn't give it to him because he wasn't female or minority. And he's like, "Yeah, but I'm in really good shape and able-bodied and willing to run into a burning building. I can probably grow a mustache. Why? Like, yeah, but you got to be a woman or at least Latino because we we've been." We're, we're being sort of told that we need to diversify the departments. Yeah. It's like, let's put qualifications over lifestyle choices. Yeah. Like, that's not, I, th- I just think that's ridiculous. So you're <laughs> just tying it in with just giving Oscars out to as many black people as we can now because last After, year it was too right. white. And he brought Chris Rock to host, too. Yeah, it's like. <sighs> or no, it was Chris Rock the host. That, that was, he was the host he when was they the didn't. Oscars so white. Or, yeah, Oscars. But here's the thing. And I'm, this is not like I give a shit about it. I really don't. I like movies. I don't give a shit about when they go and jack themselves off. With Anyways, bl- Matt, what do you think about all of this? <laughs> Start at the Let me- Kills Mini Bear <laughs> and end here. And we'll, we'll tie that into like a 10-minute phone call with you next week. What I, what I was going to say was there was a moment in last year's Oscars mm-hmm. that I, I think it was probably a formulative moment for me where I was like, these fucking guys, yeah, these liberals, like they just, they've lost the plot. And the, the point was... Uh, what's the guy that, oh shit. He's a bad guy. He's a, he was a, he's in the new Batmans. He plays the, the chief. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Fantastic actor. Yeah. He won, one of my favorites. Yeah. Excellent bad guy. I remember he was one of the greatest bad guys ever. He had a run of bad guys yeah. in his movies. And True he, romance. That. And I always remember Air Force One. Oh yeah. He was fantastic. Get off my plane. Yeah, that was a great line. But uh, I'm a Russian. I'm a Russian. He wasn't even Russian. I think it was Uzbeki or something. I don't. It doesn't matter. He had a he had a mall kiosk accent. Yeah, he had it all. Yeah, <laughs> but he's great. 
And he won an Academy Award for uh, the. I should have watched it on the plane. I saw they had Churchill. It. Churchill, but it wasn't called Churchill. It was called uh, Winston. No, that was a different movie. It was uh, something Dark Days. I, I can't remember. He plays Winston Churchill. We'll he fight went, them on the beaches. Right. We'll fight them on the underland. Yeah. All that. But he wins Best Actor mm. for that role. Right. And he goes on stage and he says, "I, I'm a British man. I have dual citizenship. I've been in. I've lived in L.A. now for umpteen years. Whatever it was. Mm. I'm so happy for what the United States has been able to give me. And no one. I've watched it. No one in the audience says there's not a clap. Yeah. There's not a hurrah. They don't. And you know how they are at this thing. Yeah. They'll stand up for anything. Boo, you're a straight white man. In America. That's, that's <laughs> saying thank you to America yeah. for giving me the opportunity to stand on this stage yeah. as a dual citizenship. And to, it made my I, Gary Oldman is not Gary Oldman without America. He could stay in England. Yeah. And he could be a, a fantastic stage and screen actor. Probably yeah. more stage. Right? Amazing. And the yeah. fact that he's up there thanking America. Saying yeah. thank you. Yeah. And not a peep. He yeah. wa- I mean, it was. I remember watching it live, thinking like, "It's awkward. It's kind of awkward." Yeah. No one says a thing. He walks out. Literally nothing. He walks off the stage. Frances McDormand gets up there when she wins her Oscar for three billboards outside Ed- Ebbing's, Missouri. Mm-hmm. She's hyper. It looks like she's on fucking cocaine, <gasps> cocaine and riddle. She, she's she's like, the yeah, yeah. She's the Indian that night yeah. that's got the false set. <laughs> she goes crazy, and her only point is the Me Too thing. Yeah, she goes up there and she lambasts. Yeah, 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 movies, movies, movies. Uh, hashtag me too. Right, and that she and I'm not saying that 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 wasn't the right move. You got yeah. your stage. You feel like that's your moment. You want to talk about sexism in Hollywood? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's a valid point. And that in that particular medium, if that was your chosen profession, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, for a woman because this know. is about a movie you were in. So talk about that. <laughs> it's not, Yes and no. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, okay. The, so she gets up there and lambasts Hollywood, and the fucking crowd goes crazy. Yeah. It was like Jerry Lee Lewis was on the fucking piano, and yeah. the crowd is going. It's like Jerry Lee Lewis is on the piano, and then out of the fucking side comes Elvis Presley on his fucking guitar. And like the place goes fucking nuts. Well, it wouldn't like, be Jerry Lee Lewis because he was into, he dated yeah, his, he dated his 14-year-old cousin. <laughs> One of the people at work, this young guy that we have, this is funny that this came up because we were talking. He was playing this music today. Mm-hmm. And for the office, he's whoever is at the reception desk pretty much chooses the music mm. and they're young. And nine out of ten times, it's fucking garbage. Yeah. So like I had six, to, nine. Never. I would love six, nine <laughs> by comparison to what they're It's usually a lot of stuff that makes me want to write like a lot of high school poetry. It's very mm. bad. Okay. And I walked out and I was like, uh, who's, who's, I had had enough. This like, is Elliot Smith. <laughs> I walked out and I was like, who's in charge of the music? And Andrew, this is the guy. Oh, it's me. And I was like, brother, uh, I feel like I'm going to start cutting my wrist at any moment. Can you please do something else? Like, I don't... It's the new balance, Sebastian. He named... I don't listen to new music. He named who it was. I was like, that's cool and all. But can you do that when you go home? Can you play something? Listen to that on your bike. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They do. They do. Take your hat, flip the bill up. Yeah. And I don't have any fear of this because we're running long and these people don't... They don't... (laughs) Hop on that fixie. Give them 20 minutes. They lost us at 20 minutes. Hop on that fixie, bum yourself out the whole way home. So he said, what do you want here? I was like, give me some like... Can I have some 50s doo-wop? Maybe some some Katrina and the Waves. Just give me some... Can I... How about about the the Delphonics? You can give me the Delphonics. I don't care. Just give me some... I was like, you know what? Give me me Jerry Lee Lewis. And he's like, I love Jerry Lee Lewis. And I was like, that's good. Uh, I mean, apart from the whole... Yeah. 14 year old cousin thing. He's like, what? <laughs> this kid's probably 19, yeah. right? And I said, what? I said, I was like, what? He said, what? 
I said, well, Did apart I from fart? The, I said, <laughs> Jerry's cool, except for the whole, he married his 14-year-old cousin. He's, he goes like, huh? I was like, you didn't know this? He's like, what? I was like, yeah. Jerry Lewis married his 14-year-old cousin. It's a real thing. He's like, have you not seen the movie? He's like, what movie? I was like, Dennis Quaid? Great Balls of Fire? No? I was like, Jesus, you are 19. That movie's older than he is. Yeah. But it was, that. it's just, it's getting. You know Randy Quaid? <laughs> Him, but not Randy. His, his better looking, still sane brother. Yeah. Yeah, that one. But I'm just, it's just becoming, it's wearing on me. Like, I go to Fox. Where I read about Fox News was the day after the Helsinki thing. Even they were shitting on him. Yeah. Even the opinion pieces on Fox News were like, wow. Yeah. And then you what got CNN. a dickhead. But my thing is, like, people, <laughs> like the, the radical right-wingers will post memes about CNN. Yeah. And they're wrong, of course. But CNN's not right. Right. Stop focusing all your attention on every tweet, everything this moron does. Yeah. Right? Do the news. It's important to do the news. And it's important, it's important to report on the president. Yeah. But at some point, do something different. Because what you're doing now is right. only, you're feeding the animus. Right. If Trump is the well, coal the, fire, hold on, this is a great metaphor. It probably isn't, but in my mind it is. <laughs> if Trump is the, the train, if we're on the Trump train right now. We are. Right? If that's the, our metaphor, and we're on it. We're yeah. riding full steam. Yeah. You would think that if you were trying to not derail the train, but maybe slow it down, you mm. would do what? Stop throwing coal into that fucking coal box. Yeah. Right? He sees that. It's just feeding him. It doesn't matter if it's negative or positive. Narcissists yeah. don't care. Yeah. They don't care. Well, he's coming from this. He's the epitome of, I'm sorry to interrupt, but he's the epitome of there is no such thing as bad publicity. I was just getting ready to say that. He's, he's, he's totally on that there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah. Nothing. If my name's in the news. It's good. My tiny little dick is rock hard. And, and especially because now he knows, hey, I got elected two weeks before the election. That tape came out with Billy Bush talking about me grabbing pussies. Yeah. Which, like Jeff, Jim Jeffrey said, he's not a very good... That's another argument. This guy said he was the best comic in the last 10 years. Like, Jim Jeffrey was the best comic in the last 10 years? Okay, <laughs> we can talk about that later. But he did have a good point about it. You can't really grab a pussy. Like, the, anatomically, yeah. it doesn't really work. Yeah. That was a good bit. But this guy, two weeks before the election, he's grabbing pussies. They yeah. have that shit on tape. Gets elected. Yeah. It doesn't matter now. Like, we know he fucked a, a, yeah, a fucking... No. We know he fucked but a porn star. Nothing matters. Take it back to Bill Maher... He said that he has said in several episodes that is the one silver lining here. We don't have to listen to any more Bible thumping evangelical bullshit. Yeah. Because you like this guy, you support this guy, you voted for this guy, and you continue to look past all of the shit that if a Democrat did it, you would not stop waving your Bibles in the air. Yeah. Fucked a porn star. He grabs pussies. The list goes on all these things that the evangelical Christian voter would be in uproar about yeah. if any other Republican in history or modern-day Democrat did it. He's like, oh, sin. But when he yeah. does it, like, he's just got them. Yeah. To your point, as polarized and Maoist as the left is, the right is just as extreme. Like, they're, they've, they've both gone so extreme. Yeah. There's no... There's no sane middle ground between any of them. Sure. They're both making libertarians look like really sane people. They're not. <laughs> We've discussed this many <laughs> times on this I podcast. I, I, I think the day either comes where we figure this out with a third party, and that third party doesn't. Here's the, th here's the caveat. They don't need to win. Yeah. They probably won't. They just got to split the vote. <laughs> that, I'm just saying if a third party candidate, mm -hmm. not a green party, not one of the ones we have, not a libertarian, right. someone that comes out of the woodwork, yeah. much like Donald Trump, and says, are you tired of this yet? Yeah. I wish it could be me. 
I love this. I'd be like, are you tired of this? And it, yeah. here, here's what Donald Trump's done too. I love, I've had this thought a lot of times. In the past, if mm. you were going to run for political office, you would say, all right, we have to find the dirt on me. Right. We need to figure out what's going to be used against me. Yeah. Right. Now, all right, let's find it. But it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Have you ever fucked a porn star? No. Okay, good, 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 good. Have you ever been divorced three times? <laughs> no, no. Have you ever not paid the bills? Have you ever gone bankrupt three times? No, 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 no. Uh, I, did, I did kick a kid one time. <laughs> and I, uh, one time I threw a kitten off my, off my bounce, uh, yeah. off my front porch. That, <laughs> nah, that's probably fine. We might have some, a little bit of problem there. If the leader of the uh, Russian government asked you if you'd consider giving Americans to him for interrogation. And you said, interesting idea. Would, what, what would you say? Like, I'd consider it. Yeah. All right, we're good. He's taken the bar down so low. Yeah. That you or I could run for that president. That third party candidate, what, what, the hurdle they would have had to jump 20 years ago, yeah. unjumpable. Yeah. You would, you, wouldn't, you would trip and fall like a fucking idiot. Now, yeah. Yeah. who knows? Well, to, you know, I brought him up a couple of times. Von Hessler made a good point. Uh, I'm catching up because I didn't listen in California. So whether you want to admit it or not, Trump's not a Republican. And he never was. No. And I'm not saying he's a Democrat either. What he said was, this is the first in a long time populist presidency. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He said, when Republicans and Democrats get into debates, Democrats want to raise taxes on businesses. And Republicans say, well, if you do that, it's going to hurt their business and hurt jobs because they're not going to take it on the chin. They're going to pass it on to the worker or the consumer, et cetera, et cetera. That's a classic Republican-Democrat debate. And so when Republicans get in office and the notion of tariffs comes into play. and so oh, I heard him talk about so this. So to counterbalance it. China says, all right, fine, you're going to put a tariff on us. Well, we're going to put a tariff on something that hurts your farmers. That's the same concept. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going, to ra- you're going to put a tariff on something to try and help what you think is right, but then it's going to backfire and fuck over the, the end user, whether that's an employee or a consumer. But the Republicans don't seem to give a fuck about that right now because it's their guy doing it. Yeah. And Devon Hester's point was, that's not a Republican move. When you get into the discussion of raising taxes or tariffs, that's not a Republican thing. That's a Democrat thing. Yeah. Because he's doing a little bit of both of everything, he's not a Republican. He's a populist. Whatever is popular with his base that will not leave him is what he'll do. That's, and I know this got unfunny in this last 30 <laughs> minutes, but that's who, look, I've implored people to watch the, the greed yeah. on Netflix of the con man, of right. who he really is. Right. He's a person that doesn't care about anything but himself. Mm. That's it. He doesn't care. And Ivanka. Yeah, he loves Ivanka. <laughs> That's true. He would have sex with her. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's it's sad. But at the, at the end of the day, I'm not... I That's my, my wire point and the road that got us here now. I'm not going to go... Here's my here's what it is. This is what happens with the bourbon, folks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When <laughs> I wake up in the morning now, I, I did it this morning. Mm-hmm. I went, I got my phone. Still have my phone, of course. And just went Had right to shit. porn. Yeah, just right to it. <laughs> I, I did start with Stormy, so I need to get a little bit more unpolitical. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I go, I just went and opened my ESPN app. Yeah. Let's go have some read about sports. And then I went to the weather. That's what they want you to do, man. They want you to become mindless and zone out and not and don't normalize him. Right. Don't normalize this presidency. <laughs> but I'm just saying I there's hashtag I, resist. If I saw any presence, any any push to stop 
complaining, to stop yeah. buying into the hysteria, to stop it, yeah. to say, like, I'm not, we don't need a wholesale response to some idiotic tweet. Yeah, we don't need a wholesale doors. response to everything. If yeah. put, take him out of the picture. The thing with James Gunn, he's not going to be part of Guardians 3 now because he just he tweeted something offensive 12 years ago. It's like, hey, dumb fucks, he made the first two movies. Yeah. And he tweeted that 12 years ago, long before the yeah. first one got made. It's not fucking relevant. It's not going to stop, stop you from watching the first two. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Oh, I love Groot. Oh, we watched uh, Baby Driver last night because I've never seen it. And when the opening credits are rolling, it's... Kevin Spacey's like, oh, can't watch it. He's canceled. <laughs> can't watch it. And Chris is like, shut up. You know, that's funny because last night I went to bed and I watched one of my all-time favorite films, L.A. Confidential. It's in oh, my it's top great. It's yeah. in my top five, always will be unless it's booted by something in the future, which we don't know about. Right. But L.A. Confidential will always be near the fucking pinnacle. Yeah. And the whole the first thing I thought when they introduced Jack Vincennes, I was like, ah, Kevin. <laughs> you just had to grab that one kid. Yeah. Even though it's probably one of like 400, that one was willing to talk about it. Yeah. Why couldn't you be a little less grabby? Yeah. Well, and that whole scenario is certainly different than somebody tweeting something offensive. Over no, I get it. Ago. I get it. I'm not comparing the two. Right. No, but that's the problem with what you're talking about. The modern day 19 year old liberal, it's all the same. Yeah. There is no gray. You're, you're, Oh, it's all bad. Right. Like, and I don't want to name names, but they know who they are and they don't listen to this podcast anyway. But today at work, the, this, this person goes for a run every day mm. on work hours. It's fine. It's all except they want us to get out and do things. And so she goes for a run. And the other guy, she was stretching. And one of my friends was saying to her, like, you know, sometimes they say stretching is not the best thing to do for a run. He got into the real anatomical side of this. He was saying, mm. like, your muscles are doing this and this and this. And if you stretch before a run, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, well, I have to stretch for a run. But thanks for your mansplanation. <laughs> and this Paul <laughs> came over the room. Yeah. Right? And it was like, you know, we're like the least of that. Like the two, the two men in this room are the <laughs> least of your concern. We share yeah. many of your values. So why you would feel the need to pontificate on this I level. I realize I'm sitting with my knees really far apart, <laughs> but that happens to be because I hurt my hamstring because I stretched before I ran, bitch. I tried I try to backtrack it, and I was like, look, you can't pigeonhole everybody. Some people stretch before they run. I even have a book upstairs called Supple Like a Leopard. It's this guy that wrote all about physiological explanation of how we sit, breathe, work, run, all the things we do. I was like, yeah. I tried like, oh, no, listen, like sometimes you have to, and then it was really great. I'm a centrist. Yeah, exactly. I was just trying. But I was like, why would you throw shit? Like, there's yeah. just no, nothing to That's come. That's when you go, somebody's it, it, on a rag. <laughs> that was my thought. I didn't, of course, you know, you don't say that. Oh, look at this. Someone's bleeding. Look at this whore. <laughs> Someone's riding a crimson wave. No, but like, it was just, it just stole, it just literally sucked the air out of the room. Yeah. And it was, what was the great thing about it, to come full circle, if, in case these two people ever do find the podcast, was that it came back around. And yeah. two hours later, when we, me and my coworker came back and we were in the office, she was like, hey, where's Sean? Oh, shit. <laughs> where's S? <laughs> and, uh. It's, this is a three hour deep one. They're yeah, not they're not making it. it. 
But she said, where is so-and-so? They're going to, who you're <laughs> describing is going to be so offended by the Native American stuff. They won't, they won't get this Yeah, far. yeah, we lost him. This at, episode uh, is for deep fans. Yeah, this is deep fan shit. But she came back and she she made a point to be like, where is this, where is he? And I was like, oh, and he came upstairs. He's upstairs crying because yeah. you took his I liberal card away. I should have said that, but because he's not, but he's neither. He's so indifferent to all of it. But yeah. she made a point to say like, hey, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't, I don't know why. I, I was at that. a protest this weekend and I'm just still <laughs> agitated. <laughs> but I thought that was uh, really nice. Yeah. On because like you knew what you did. Yeah. You took a situation that didn't need any of that. Yeah. And you... Well, the pulp picture you're painting just makes me think of Best in Show with Parker Posey. And she's like, you obviously don't know my dog. <laughs> you obviously don't know my dog. It's just like, yeah, there's no having a conversation here. There's just... There's no... There's no... No, but... Uh, but you see my point. You... That's... That was... It was... It was a nice bit of theater. Yeah. To add on to what I've been... Like, what's been roiling in my brain for the past... I'll, I'll, I'll probably say a few months. Yeah. Like... Yes, I agree with a lot of liberal principles. Mm-hmm. Yes, I also agree. I, like, I hate when people say, I'm socially conservative, but literally, liberally conservative, or liberally. You're, or, you're I'm, fiscally, me, fiscally conservative, conservative, but socially, socially liberal. liberal. Yeah, that's, look, yeah. you can throw that out there all you want. You need to explain a little bit more. You can't just say that. Yeah. But I, I really am the person that, see, like, I would have no problem. In a nutshell, Look, I want all my money, and gays can do whatever they want. <laughs> that I wish. And, and my, we all get free weed from the government. I, I wish it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I could deal with a, a conservative president. I just don't want one that has this vindictive nature to make the world the way that their populists, yeah. their, 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 their evangelical backbone wants it to be. Yeah. Well, I think, I think in the bigger picture, to your point about you know, the outrage over every little thing, I kind of try to take the approach of let's worry about something when it's really time to worry about it. Like everybody is so up in arms about Roe v. Wade and and women losing the right to choose and this and it's like that that hasn't happened yet and mm-hmm. it might never happen. Yeah. So and let let's wait to to take to the streets when when they they actually do do that and yeah. we have something to go protest if we pre-protest everything that we think might happen because there's a piece of shit in office we're going to run out of steam before he actually does something that's going to have an impact like that yeah. i mean if you trust in the system that's my wider point and why people like when i say you, you read this shit you get online you you're browbeaten yeah. If you do this every day, you're going to get to a point like... You're going to run out of steam. Well, that I, I already have. Yeah. And that's my point is like, if you're coming home and you're feeling this, like the Native Americans, feeling a sense of depression that you can't define, <laughs> right? Like you say, I don't really know why I'm sad or why I'm mad, why I'm you know, spouting off at my, at my better half or... The white people have these things called books. It seems like it has them past the time. I'd love to know more about it. All, all of our histories are oral. That one guy tells the same story every Thursday night. There's owls. Something about a deer. It's been like a month since I got to be the guy around the fire. I went to the jackass spot, covered. It's disgusting down there. nowhere to lay. <laughs> I had to do it on my knees. On my knees. Like a, not do like that a again. savage. Like a savage. But yeah, I, I just exactly. Now, I, I'm, I, I'm browbeaten yeah. and I'm over it. So my point is now is I'm saying, if it's not constructive, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read. If it's yeah. if I see an article that's like, look what Trump said. Yeah. If I and if I see something from Huffington Post about 
oh, the families of the torn away parents. It's like, yeah, I know that happened, but yeah. I'm not going to read any more opinion pieces. Yeah, I think I'm going to baby step. And if it's funny, like if it's a John Oliver source or a Bill Maher source, yeah. I'll watch it. But well, I'm it, never going to abandon John Oliver. If it's now this or anything, it's like, I'm just going to tap out. Yeah, Occupy Democrats, I left them a yeah, long I, time ago. I left ago. them a long time ago, too. I just, I think, like, trust in the system. It's it's a long, it's an old <sighs> system, and he's going to be here for two, maybe six more years. <laughs> maybe and, and, 12. And unless he, you know, executive orders himself into office indefinitely, we will, there will be another cycle. Yeah. You know, America just elected one of like their first outspoken millennial social uh, democratic socialist. Yeah, I was gonna say she's a socialist. You can take yeah. Democrat out of it. Well, whatever. You're talking about the one in New York. Yeah, yeah. So, but that see that to me is also counterproductive. But that's a whole other argument. No, but the point being, it's not gonna be curmudgeonly old white dudes on the left or the right. Well, yeah. If you're talking about cycles, we're thirty. I'm thirty-four. You're thirty-two. 31. 31? Damn. My point being, we will eventually have a millennial president, and their chances are they will have been browbeaten by both sides for so many years that they're going to be some weird mishmash of centrist. One hopes. I'm like, all right, listen, you guys have your guns and fucking knock yourselves out on a simpler tax code, and you guys fuck, fuck anyone and everyone you want to, get married, government subsidized marijuana. Just everybody shut up so we can focus on, you know, making this a happy place for everybody. And if you're bummed because they're doing that and you're bummed because they're doing that, well, fuck both of you because you both got shit that you like. And it came at the price of dealing with the fact that the people you don't like also got shit that they like. So just shut the fuck up and get stoned and fuck and shoot your guns and, and just be done with it. That's our platform. Golden voice and the laugh man for president. 2037. Oh, fuck it. Well, uh, let's go now. So anyways, Matt, if you have an opinion on any of this. Yeah. No. Uh, Australian politics. We can do that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I want to keep it light with Matt. Do you? <laughs> I do. All right. We'll let him steer the conversation. I feel like. I Matt, feel- you send us. You ask for a list from us. Yeah. And you know, how, some, you know how what, aimless what, we are. What fires your... Your train. Yeah. What, what's the coal that's fu- fu- fueling yeah. your train down the tracks? Fair warning that you can't ask us about stuff we don't know about, like like Manhattan Special, like it's if or Australia in general. Because <laughs> yeah. to us, it's just Mad yeah, Max why don't, down there. Matt, you come up with some things you'd like to discuss because you being our first international call, we will inevitably have just some basic interview. Tell us about you, Matt. Questions. Also, I'm gonna feel like girly, like meeting a. It's gonna be like meeting a celebrity. You know, we find out that he's actually from Brooklyn and he yeah. just lives there. No he's, accent. He's probably from Conyers. Let's be honest. He moved here from Perth to like, Conyers. Yeah, yeah, I know about the show because I used to live in Georgia. It's like, ah, oh, we really. I'm that guy. We, I'm the guy that pretended. Yeah, we were <laughs> expecting an accent. This is this has really gone off the rails. Okay. If Matt picks up the phone and has anything other than what's up? A- what's up? <laughs> First time, long time. Oh God. All right, well, this has been a long one. This is certainly made up for 21 in terms of length. If you made it all the way to hour three, we're like fucking Pete Holmes over here with a (laughs) three-hour podcast. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, We will see you guys next week for episode 22. If we can get our shit together, we'll reach out to Matt. We'll try and get Matt on... uh, Oh, no, this is 22. We'll see you next week for 23. 23. And we will do best efforts to get Matt on 
for 23. Try to keep it an hour and a half. W-F-U-C-K! Stay tuned for weather and traffic. We've got no more time for music because these fuckers talk too long. And the sports is not here either. Skip my dabbers off tonight. Bam.